Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 255 and it is Tuesday, September 28, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and once again, this week we have a, a special guest come, joining us on the, in the in the Codex Prime Studios, a.k.a. my apartment. <laughs> Touch it because it hasn't been around here, so you just kind of touch around. <laughs> it's real. You're really yeah. in here. I know. Yes, uh, it's the cider hunter herself. Uh, party people, please welcome Afton Ward. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Not my first rodeo on Codex, so. Indeed. Yeah. So yeah, we're you know we're so glad to have you back. Uh, you know, especially in person. I know it's been a few years. I know COVID and, you know, hashtag no edges had this damaging effects on how this whole system has been working. Mm -hmm. What's wrong, Carl? Because I know a team no edges. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, it it tickled me. (laughs) Well, you know, hashtag no edges 2021. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, uh, but thankfully our podcast uh, t- tonight is full of edges, you know. All of them. You know, all of them. And we've got, yep, that's right, luxuriate in it, bask in the glory, for our edges are limitless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so funny. <laughs> kind of high five was that? <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny because like some people listening to this or watching this are like, what are they talking about? It's inside jokes, people. Yes. Inside jokes. Yeah. That was good, man. But if you uh, have no edges, good. then, that was a good you one, know, <laughs> kind of got to take that with grain of salt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, looks, uh, looks like we got uh, B-Rob in the chat uh, from Ran- Random Ramblings with Rob. Uh, it says, that's a nice-ass shirt, Carl. It is. Yep. Plug in the... <laughs> B Rob's T-shirt. Listen, support your independent podcast, man. Yes, absolutely, man. Yeah, definitely support your podcasts. Um, and speaking of podcasts, uh, you gonna get into it now? Get I, got, I, I I promise. Can you at least? Yeah, but can you at least wait and see if they drop it? Well, let's. Well, we will <laughs> give, give him a. Bit. Like like I said, um, speaking of podcasts, we will wait until some of <laughs> some of our esteemed <laughs> colleagues join us into into the chat. Our variants. Go ahead and say it. Our, our variants. Our, yeah, Thank our you. our so called variants. Okay, um, I don't know that joke, so but uh, I know what variants are. I get that. So obviously, it's a another podcast similar to yours, or you, they look like you guys. Uh, <laughs> basically, we are like similar versions. Really? Wow. Yeah, like one of them works in the same field as I am. Grew up in the church as I am, wow. like I did. And we only need one version of Carl. Just one. Just one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to be making my debut on uh, XVPW pretty soon. I don't think that's something I never told you. Oh, oh, do tell. You, what, what is that? Yeah, shout out to uh, Maximilian Cristobal. We, uh, I was on a, <laughs> I was on a uh, podcast with him and a couple of his, actually. And, um, yeah, he has one of those, like, Creative Wrestling League um, shows on YouTube, which has actually been pretty successful. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be making my debut very soon. Nice. Okay. So you said creative wrestling? Yeah. So are you going to be wrestling? Uh, video game, like creative. Similar. Oh, like creative wrestling. No, I, yeah, I thought it's this going to be like in the flesh. Like yeah. you're going to get body slammed, you know, I choked out. I can't do that again. Oh, come on. I'm, I can't do I, that I'm sure you still got long. good knees. Come on. 
in my, I am in my late 30s. Oh, sure. But with that baby face, oh, come well, on. Well, I mean, you know, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page didn't start wrestling until he was 35. Okay, he's 35. I'll be 36. He was late in his 30s too, right? No, no he was early. He was like 24 oh. when he started. But, uh, but yeah, that's cool. That's what's up, man. Um, Congrats. Yeah. And uh, and I see Aaron Ferguson. Okay, that's his variant. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's he's in, he's in the chat here. So I need my main man Stuber. <laughs> so um, so yeah. Uh, before before we before I get into um, uh, what I'm about to say w- with this with this fellow podcast, uh, Afton, let me ask you something. Okay. Um, and and this is a discussion that Carl and I have had. Okay. Um, have you ever seen the movies Blank Man and Meteor Man? Yes, I have. What do you think of those movies? I think they are classics. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a lot of black superheroes, even in the comedic form. And the Wayne's Brothers, come on. Mm. Come on. I'm, obviously, you disagree because oh, you're such very a much movie disagrees. bougie bitch, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like two snaps. In a circle. circle. <laughs> Zoro, Zoro snap in Z formation. Yes. Around the world in back snap. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I enjoyed those movies when I was growing up. Those were some superheroes for me. Even though they don't get acknowledged or any type of esteem for it, you know, they're kind of seen as a joke. Mm-hmm. But that's what they were. It, they weren't meant to be like serious Marvel movies. Yeah, no, actually, the whole purpose of them was to let people know that they could be whatever they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Especially Blank Man. Especially black kids. Mm-hmm. That too. <laughs> he didn't, Poor black kids. He didn't really have them. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for sharing your perspective. <laughs> so, why'd you so ask me? Because he was hoping to get the answers. Because he was hoping to get the answers he wanted. Because I have a bone to pick, Afton, with Aaron Ferguson and uh, your main man, Stuart, Chris Stewart, of the Pop Stew podcast. Their latest episode, in, w- in which they, they called me out by name and, said, and, and, uh, and uh, criticized me for my opinions on Blank Man and Meteor Man. Now, here's the thing, uh, AK, <laughs> as I'm looking in the camera, because I know you're watching. You're in the comments here right now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Thugging it out. Now, Aaron, now, first of all, your episode was hilarious. I, I, I give you that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So <laughs> so thank you. Um, now, with that being said, yes, I am in complete disagreement. Blank Man and Meteor Man were trash Not. movies. Uh. They were unfunny back then, and they're unfunny now. As no, a I matter see. of fact, but like I said, Blank Man and Meteor Man were indicative of the dearth, the, the <laughs> lack of... The, the the stunning lack of options that we as black as black comic book fans had in the nineties. I mean nowadays nowadays black black comic book fans are spoiled. I, mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say that they have it good. They have on screen representations of Black Panther, Luke Cage, Cyborg from from DC. Uh, let's see, Misty Knight from Luke Cage and Daughters of the Dragon, uh, Falcon, aka uh, Captain America. I know you didn't just go there. Uh, and of, no, and, and of course, and of course, no. I am speaking. Was trash. I am speak. Yeah, ma'am. <laughs> anyway, anyway, don't cock your neck at me. Anyway, I don't care what you say. How about this? Falcon isn't trash. The show was trash. No, it was. You didn't like Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't fuck with them. 
Why? Yeah. Like his whole suit at the end was like comic garbage. book accurate. It was it was, it was it was garbage. It was great. He it looked like he was wearing like like a snowsuit. It didn't look like he was wearing armor or anything like that. No, I think that's... it was a shitty outfit. Okay. And I think that the whole like storyline is was slow to start. It was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And then it just went nowhere. Like, where'd it go? Okay. Well, I think the more of the villains in the, right. in the show were a little bit more uh, interactive than Falcon was. He was just kind of in the background of his own show. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll table that because uh, I'm I'm in the uh, I'm in the middle of talking to uh, to Pop Stew. So anyway, so anyway, yeah. So anyway, yes, we're in full this. So anyway, nowadays. Nowadays, black fans have options. Back then in the 90s, when we came of age growing up, we had no options. All we had was Blank Man, Meteor Man, Shaquille O'Neal Steel, and Michael Jai White Spawn. That's all we had for on-screen representations of black superheroes. And, 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 beca- and because of that, of that extreme lack, I mean... It was. It's fans like you and fans like and, and them here that that <laughs> have you. that have to that that get, that somehow have it in their minds that Blank yeah, Man and Meteor Man are good movies, <laughs> and they're and they're not good movies, man. They're not good movies. You you want to believe that they are good movies because you have your nostalgia rose tinted glasses on. Let me t- <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Let me let me tell you something, Aaron Aaron Ferguson. Let me tell you something. If 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 blank man if blank man was such a good movie, if blank man was such a good movie, riddle me this: How come on Amazon, you can you can you can buy blank man on DVD for eight ninety nine, or for nine ninety nine, blank man you can buy it in a four pack along with such other Wayne's Brothers classics as White Chicks, Little Man. Little and man, and I think garbage. I think a haunted house. I think it was included in that. Oh, so, like the haunted house. So so the haunted house is fine. So if so if Blank Man was such a good film, how come it's lumped with those three other pieces of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I and, love the fact that B Rob. <laughs> look at B Rob's comment. <laughs> and, 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 and I'll tell you and I'll tell you something else. Robert Townsend. Hey, I respect Robert Townsend as the black legend, legendary filmmaker that he is. He paved the way, and he 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 laid the groundwork and was a trailblazer in many ways, especially with Hollywood Shuffle and of course the Five Heartbeats. But Robert Townsend made a, a fair amount of clunkers in his career. Meteor Man it was an embarrassment. It was one of those embarrassing clunkers. But it was so good. But I'll tell you something right now. <laughs> I'll tell you something right now. If I had a chance, if I had, if I had Who to choose with a meteor when they were a kid, I want to be. I did. Yeah, right. I wanted to be. I wanted to now, collect trash and become a superhero. You hear that? And be as special as Victor. You hear oh that? Oh my goodness! I need a cape. And. And, Luther and Caucasian skin in order for you to be a superhero because these black people ain't doing it right because they look too poor. You need to take a couple of seats. Maybe Ma'am. put your bike down <laughs> and take a walk in the rain. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. Aaron, okay. Like the Hulk exploded in here. Gonna be talking shit about Blake Man. Now I'm reading Aaron, Aaron's comment. He says, Aaron says, little man is little man sucked. But white chicks was hilarious. It was. It was. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> no, not at all. Are you Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> white chicks is an embarrassment to the African American diaspora. Okay. <laughs> because it wasn't meant to be some type of uplift, tra la la. It was literally just turn my brain off. Funny comedy. You know, you know what That's white what chicks it was. was? It was the reverse of blackface. Yes, it was. And it was amazing. It was. 
Snoop does it all the time. What's Snoop's doppelganger that he does? Like Chaz or something like that? He does it all the time. And I think it's fantastic. Dave Chappelle, Chuck Taylor. Well, that was funny. That was an example of funny white face. But anyway, but to, but to, but to sum but to sum it up, uh, uh, but to sum it up, Mr. Ferguson, um, if 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 Blank Man and Meteor Man are such classics, you know what? You know what? Put your I'll, I challenge you this to this, sir. You and uh, and your and your cohort, uh, Chris Stewart. Put your money where your mouth is. I want you two oh, to go Lord. on Amazon. Go to Amazon.com. I want you to purchase Blank Man and Meteor Man on DVD. Ship them to my address, and I will review those films on this podcast. And one more thing before I wrap up, sir. Making my way downtown. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, one more thing. Before before we continue on before I get on with this podcast, Birds of Prey is a quality DCEU film. How dare you say that this is this that this is inferior to Blank Man and Meteor Man? Blank Man and Meteor Man does not hold a candle to Birds of Prey because you know what Birds of Prey has that Blank Man and Meteor Man doesn't as a as a solid cast, good writing, and and hilarious humor. What is that? And and good characters to boot. All right. So as a matter, so you better put some respect on Harley Quinn. And Black Canary and Huntress and and and, Ro- and Rosie Perez, all right, and and for and and, and, Rosie and, Perez. and, and, and for the record, and for the record, Roman Sionis, Black Mask, he was done justice in Birds uh, of Prey. Uh, he he was, he was, and 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 my, I mean, oh oh, he was he wasn't <laughs> oh oh, Black Mask or Roman Sionis wasn't ruthless in Birds of Prey. Did you forget that he executed a whole family in the beginning of that film? How how more how much more ruthless can you get 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 than that? So so to sum it up, gentlemen. Purchase, order, order, order. Blank Man and Meteor Man on DVD on Amazon. Ship them to my address. I will give you my home address in in our in our in our chat group chat, and then I will. I promise you, I will. I will review both films on this podcast. And this time, because it's been many years since I've seen both, I will give both films a second chance. I will give them a proper review because I haven't seen those films since I was in like middle school, admittedly. So if I give them a second chance, I will. I will give you. A proper assessment of those films now in 2021. So that's the challenge I laid, I laid to you, gentlemen. If you can order those copies of those of both films, I promise you, I'll, I'll, I'll review them. But but until <laughs> then, but until then, <laughs> those films those films are trash. And thank goodness, thank goodness that we as black film goers and black comic book fans have way better options that we can be proud of and not be embarrassed by. And in the words of Jamel Hill, stay unbothered. <laughs> Well, slap me hard and call me Susan. Susan. <laughs> Are you done? I'm Do you done. you need to take a nap now? <laughs> Exerting all that we, we energy? Are, we are getting over. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, I stay needing naps. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I old. had to I apologize for uh, for for that rant. Oh, we uh, have fun. No, that, that was just verbal diarrhea. We're fine with it. Listen, and, and, and let me let me read. It's not verbal dialogue. <laughs> and, and I'm reading the comments here. A friend of the show from Houston, John Haponic, uh, says that Victor's directed horror movie would be just a guy with a terminal disease. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be him watching somebody watching somebody watch Blake Band. <laughs> <laughs> be like, this is horror so- right here um aaron ferguson's comments in, re- in regards to you two says look how happy they they're reminiscing are about these movies it brings laughter and joy <laughs> um Th- thank you kyle- your variant kyle chapman says birds of prey was mid, mid. 
Um, uh, let's see. Chris Revel is laughing in the chat. Um, also, uh, B. Rops has Vic preaching. He made my wife stop and watch. Thank you. First of all, Thank happy you. belated, ro- happy Thank belated you. birthday, Miss Robin. And happy belated anniversary to B. Rob and Mrs. B. Rob. Amazing, yes. amazing trip. Awesome. His wife is a big Bruce Lee fan, and he, took, he took it to Bruce Lee's grave. Wow. Mm. That's awesome. intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have just taken a foot rub, but hey, do what you gotta do. <laughs> so <laughs> <Not> yeah, picky. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, Afton. Um, getting back into the proceedings, tell us what have you been up to? Okay, well, um, I usually come on the show as my lovely self, but now I'm coming on the show as the cider hunter. I have a page on Instagram where. I literally hunt for hard cider, all kinds of hard ciders. Mm-hmm. So um, I recently went on a trip with Victor. Yes. We went right out to Massachusetts. And even though I am not the happiest about the adventure, we still had a fantastic time. Oh, we absolutely like, did. We had some really great luck, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about who you go with sometimes, you know? Huh? It's all about who you go with sometimes. Very true. And me and Victor, we've had some great adventures, which we were reminiscing about today mm-hmm. <laughs> on the drive here. Yep. So this weekend, we decided we were going to go to, well, I decided we were going to hunt in Massachusetts. And we I wanted to go to Red Apple Farm. And we ended up going to the smaller version, which was in a market, Boston Market. Yeah, it's like Boston Public Market. Yes, Boston Public Market. And they have their small little... Hub there, and we had cider donuts, mini cider donuts, which yes. were really good. And I'm not a donut person, but I sure did eat my two. Mm-hmm. And we had um, regular cider. I had a berry one, and you had the... Uh, it was like a pink lady. Yes, it had... Um, what was in it? Yeah, you had the pink lady. I had the berry one, and they were both very good. Yep. But they didn't have like lids and stuff. Like The supply shortage is really um affecting a lot of these smaller businesses Mm -hmm. but we had a great time we walked through the market and then we went and got something to eat and then we decided to go to one of my favorites artifact yes in cambridge and we had flights on flights on flights oh yeah (laughs) yeah like and and there were some good sized glasses yes like no joke if you check out my instagram the cider hunter um, you will see all the pictures and obviously if you follow Victor, you've already seen the pictures because he doesn't post anything but movies. So the fact that he posted something other than a movie, I'm pretty sure it caught your attention. <laughs> it, it's been catching some people's attention. Hashtag no edges. So. <laughs> but we had a fantastic time for my goal with these hunts. I look for cideries in the nearby area. So the next hunt, I'll probably be heading over to Connecticut mm-hmm. And I look for somewhere to get a flight, to get a bite, and then to get something sweet. So it usually turns into about maybe four or five hours. I think we were gone for, we left at like one. Yeah. And we didn't come back until what, eight? Yeah. Like, no, like seven, like seven, seven thirty. Mm-hmm. So we were gone for like six and a half hours and we had a great time. Even with parking, parking worked out. Yep. You know, we did our walk in. We got our steps in. Mm-hmm. We had the Picanti burger. Yes. At uh, um, uh, Tavern Tavern on the Square. Yes. It was so good. I couldn't eat all mine, but I sure did like those sweet potato fries. Yeah. 
But we had tall boys of Hello. the Down East Pumpkin Cider. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Life changing. Yes. Very Life delectable. Cha- Life changing. Yes. <laughs> yep. So for me, um, being the cider hunter means, you know, uh, writing reviews on the ciders that I find in the New England area. And I've also hunted in Denver recently. So I'm hoping to um, spread my wings and go further out. I'm hoping to hit New Hampshire and Vermont um, before the end of the year. So that should be fun, too. And definitely New York. Definitely New York for one of my favorites, 1911. This is the watermelon mint. I haven't tried it yet, but you'll probably see me sipping it on the show. That's a very interesting car. 1911 is tall boys only. Mm. Tall boy is obviously how many is it? what 16 ounces maybe 12 ounces. Tall boys are delicious, <laughs> yep. delicious. I think our cups were ha- taller than that at the restaurant, right? Like yeah, it had pretty, to be like 20 ounces. Yeah, I drank all of it. I know you saved yeah. some though, but yeah. it's all right. Watermelon mint though, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting like combo. I I know I'm not really a big mint fan, but um, 1911 always hits it on the head, and they also make bourbon too. So, and they're based out of New York, and I love them. And I also have um, tapped apple cider and winery. I've actually gone to this cidery, and it is in I believe Westerly. I think it's Westerly. If it's not West, it is Westerly. It says Westerly on there. I'm glad it does. <laughs> but I actually spoke with the owner and I had a really great time and I had some really interesting hot sauce, which is kind of random to have in a cidery. Okay. But one thing I will say about a lot of cideries, they do not have any food. Mm, and that true. kind of sucks. You kind of want to get a flight and a bite because you're doing all this drinking yeah. and then like they expect you just go home. <laughs> it's <laughs> not much. the safest situation. Have more bites with the flights. So hopefully me and my comrade Victor will make another attempt at Red Apple Farm and actually get to the farm. They do barbecue there. They have like a whole farm. So they have an orchard. So we go apple picking and getting pumpkins and squash and all kinds of stuff. And then the hard cider and then regular cider. So I think that'll be a full event. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm down. So what did you think of your first hunt with the Cider Hunter? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I definitely loved the experience. You know, it's like um, just just to like see like how in-depth cider really is. Like because people normally think about like beer or wine. Uh-huh. But cider is like this own universe in and of it itself. Is, it yeah, is. Like, it's its it, own niche. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and even and when we went to Artifact, like I was very impressed with the range of flavors that they had. Like one was like had this like really strong oak. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, they do a lot of um, aging in uh, rum barrels and tequila barrels, and mm. uh, there was a place that I went to in Denver, and they had uh, they saved the barrels and they turned them into seats. Yeah. So it, that was a pretty cool adventure. I cannot pronounce the name. One shuck. <laughs> I know I butchered the hell out of that name, but I know they are Swedish <laughs> and I had a great time with them. Um, yep. But yeah, so I'm glad that you had a great time because Artifact is a lot of fun and you got to meet Dan the man. Yeah. <sighs> and and you know what's funny too is like when, when we were at an, an Artifact, I went on their Instagram page and I saw that they had 7,999 followers. So I became their 8,000th 8, follower. I know. I was like, he did it. <laughs> I don't even I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the type of impact you have when you start to become a follower. You were eight thousand. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And it was serendipitous, like the fact that we were there. Yeah. yeah. And they have another location in Florence where they have like the food trucks and they actually have the food and they show you how to how they make the cider and stuff. They have like all the canisters and stuff. So mm -hmm. the the one that we went to in Cambridge is their project. Yeah. So it's kind of like more of a social experiment where people can drink and stuff like that. And I know that they're currently having some issues with their kitchen, but I can't wait till they have more pop ups. I, I miss the jollof rice and the, mm. the plantains and stuff. Oh, my goodness. But that's uh, that's what I kind of look forward to with the hunting is the experience. You know, what is it that we're going to get out of it? And I always like to get a little lost <laughs> yep. and I always end up somewhere interesting. So I feel like we did. We did really good because oh, yeah. we ended up at Artifact. Like Artifact was the last stop. Yeah. We had our sweet before that. Then we had our savory. We had our food. And then we had our cider. So yep. I think it was a word. And then we went to the liquor store in the market and we got cider because yes, Red Apple Farm, the location there, didn't have any damn hard cider. That's true. Which yeah. is kind of cryptic. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. They had lots of donuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we could see them making the donuts like they made them on site. So it was oh, pretty cool. Yeah, I they actually were. tried some uh, hard, some uh, cider donuts at the wedding I DJ'd a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Like, it was amazing. Oh, wow. Like, okay. I forgot the name. I forgot the name. I got to make sure. You know what? I'm going to reach out to them right now. Like, Yo, where, did those donuts, where did those donuts come from? If they're from Red <laughs> Apple Farm, yeah, they were amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because we had two of them. Oh, yeah. And then we walked through the Holocaust. Um, oh, Memorial. Memorial. That was, that was a lot. That was deep. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, like the mm -hmm. like there were like uh, t for those who haven't been there in Boston, like the Holocaust Memorial is like these t this like walkway with these tall uh, glass panels of nothing but mm -hmm. six digit numbers. Uh, every number for like every victim who uh, unfortunately died. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there were millions of them. Yeah. yeah, I just I read one of them and said I no longer have a name. I just have these these numbers tattooed on me for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Yeah. And like then they have like the vents that are blowing up and mm -hmm. stuff. It's like very ominous. Yeah. Like they they definitely captured like how you should feel when you're walking through it. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not a path. It's like you kind of have to make a choice to walk through that, you know, because it's they have it set up that way because that's how they had to proceed into the to like basically where they died. So mm -hmm. it's like you they they want you to feel that same thing as you're going through it. So yeah, definitely yeah. experience an experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, uh, yeah, yeah. Our our trip to to Boston was really cool. It, like I said, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it, um, and I'm looking forward to another you know cider hunt. You know, yes. it's gonna be this. We be always have great time, man. Oh yeah. We've ended up in some interesting places. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right, Carl. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's called uh, Douglas Orchard Farms. Oh, yay. That's I'm going to look them up. Okay. I will do that. Let me add that to my Douglas. Yeah, Douglas Orchard and Farm and uh, Douglas Mass. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So basically, you just go right up Douglas Avenue there. <laughs> yeah, dumb. It's true. What? <laughs> no, Are seriously. Yeah. But that's Massachusetts. Yeah, Douglas Ave goes all the way to Massachusetts. Really? That is insane. <laughs> Saved. All hand press and pesticide free. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Giants. And s- I'll have to um, see if they actually do hard cider. That would be amazing. Yeah, tell one of the guys I sent you because he was like, "I love your music so much. I'm gonna have you come at the come at the farm." I'm like, I'm really just gonna be playing funk music. Oh my goodness! If you go to the farm, you're bringing me with you. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. cider donuts. They're right there. No, they cider donuts, really people. Good. They were amazing. Nice. Especially after having a few, you they were great. <laughs> mm-hmm. They Absolutely. do not do hard cider, unfortunately. So. Yeah. And speaking of cider, I see that you brought some uh, some samples for us to try. I out. did. So right now, you guys are trying. Once Carl's done sipping it, so I can be explicit about it. Tapped apple, Westerly, Rhode Island cider made here. You're gonna want that. This is my one of my favorite flavors that they have. They have an, a cranberry one, too. I, they actually do cider flights, too. And if you're talking to the owner, John, he will take very good care of you. And they're all very nice there. Um, but this is Graviston Hard Cider. And obviously, you've seen the can. Um, and I also have this first bite. This was the first one that they made. This was the first cider that they made. And it's an off-dry hard cider. So basically, it tastes a little dry, but it's still sweet. And this is a great one. And this is the can I have because usually 1911 doesn't last too long in my house. Like maybe about a day. But 1911 <laughs> is one of my favorite ones out of New York. And the watermelon mint, you can show them that one too. Yep. Yeah, that's a tall boy. That's what you want. It's chuggable. <laughs> yeah, it I'll let you know my review on this and I'll post it on my Instagram so you can check it out. But these are two great ones. So I can't give you my favorite one because I don't have a favorite one. And I hate when people ask me that because it's like choosing which one of your kids are your favorite. Mm. Nobody wants to hear the answer to that. Like, when I see just... just say the good one and then leave them to their no, imagination. No, because they're all delicious. <laughs> they're all my children. <laughs> I don't discriminate when it comes to cider. Some ciders uh, can be a little funky and I'm not really... Um, not really too keen on you know the, the funky 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 ones or some that have like a really strong aftertaste i don't like some that are like really hoppy but there are some that are like sours and i just got into sour beer so that's been pretty cool and i really like those but i usually go for sweet or dry so those are my two ranges word yeah and this one is delicious yeah told you schmacking yeah. <laughs> okay not an artifact, crisp, you know, but like this is a good one, and this is made right here in Rhode Island. Go right out over to Westerly and get as much as much of it as you want. And right. they have a margarita one too. It's like salt and lime, and I didn't bring that one, and I haven't tried it, but it's in my little my little capsule that I keep all my cider. You in. have a cider capsule, in your house. cider cabinet, cider cabinet. <laughs> it's more like a shelf, but it's okay. Yeah. It's all mine. It's, it's yours. You it can is. call it a cat. You can call it a capsule if you want to. Yeah, mm. the little cabinet in my heart. That's what. It is. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I I will be posting our um our um uh, our hunt. Yep. Uh, within like the next two days, because I gotta you know edit some pictures and. Because we went, I think it's like, uh, I consider it like two hunts because we went to two different locations. And that's really good because I don't usually get more than one cidery mm. at a time. And we got to two, yeah. sort of two, like 1.5, I'll say. Yeah. 1.5, yeah. <laughs> but that's good. That's really, really, really good. And um, I can't remember the name of the place we, that lady who had the, um, she had the oils and she had the, the room sprays. Oh yeah. Uh, what was the name of her? It was 
I cannot remember. I know I follow her. I know she follows me. Um, yeah, I can pull up her information right now. I took okay. Her. her name was Kat, and she makes all of these products all herself. So she makes soaps and um, uh, infusers. The Black Ocean was, like, my favorite. Yep, it's the Mattoon Soap Company. Mattoon Soap Company. And she even showed us a video of her milking the goat to make this soap. And it smelled amazing. Like, everything was made by hand. Like, it was black-owned business. Yep. Right on. Always surprised. Yep. And uh, so if you get a chance to follow her, she has a lot of great products, especially the Black Ocean, right? I think it was Black Ocean. Mm -hmm. Black Ocean uh, room spray and diffusers. Your life will change. It smells amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And she had some nice beard oil, too. Yes, the beard oil. It was a little too much on your hand, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on the beard thing, so the oil should help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe nah, not Carl. I don't. Uh, this is as far as I want. This is as far as I wanted to go. That's as far as it's gonna go. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> nice. So yeah, yeah, people, let's support your local businesses. Yes, definitely. And if you haven't tried a hard cider, you should. Mm-hmm. You just should. Outside of Angry Orchard. Outside of Angry Orchard. Yeah, absolutely. Down East is a great starter. Um, if you try the pumpkin, it's definitely seasonal. You should definitely try that. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, always get your cider on tap. Mm. If it's if it's not in a bottle and it's not in a can and you can get it on tap, it's the best way to drink it on tap. Word. <laughs> Anything on tap is better. No, not everything. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it tastes better out of a can. I don't know. Down East gives you the whole experience where... The label's upside down. It tells you that they want you to turn the can upside down so you can shake it up so you can get whatever is seasoning in it right. at the bottom. And then when you open it up, you just get all of it. I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> and I just open it. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of stuff at the bottom. So, yeah, it's like a little hidden surprise. But, yeah, Down East has a lot of good marketing skills with uh, how they decorated the can. And I love can artwork. It's like my favorite. Hmm. So, Yeah. Nice. That's, That's what I does. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Who knows? Pretty soon we may see a Cider Hunter brand cider. This is a brand. What are you talking about? A brand of cider. Oh, no. No. They will never be that. <laughs> I don't want to make the cider. I just want to find it, hunt it, and keep it as a prize. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to make it. I will I will definitely love help with canning and doing all the, the stuff. Like, I'd like to do it mini, mm-hmm. mini-wise. Like, let me try it out. Yeah, you know, like, that's it. You know, experimentation is great, but I don't want to get into it. I got you. I'm not knocking it. And also, uh, Victor was blessed with a members-only T-shirt. If yes. you go on a hike, you get, if you go on a hunt, you get a members-only T-shirt, which is awesome. Because I make them myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and thank you for your for the T-shirt. Yeah. Looked very... awesome on you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got skills. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> What's yeah. that Shaq song? Uh, wh- you know I got skills. I think so. Yeah. You really bring up Shaq as a musician. Hey, you can't stop. You can't stop the rain. You can't Get stop out. the rain. Was an amazing song. Get out. Was it though? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will compare that to how Victor feels about Blank Man. How about that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
right. Yeah. So yeah, that's lot, lots of good, lots of good cider cider stuff on tap, yeah. and also uh, you can follow Afton at the Cider Hunter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty, plenty. I'm also on Facebook and TikTok. Not so much on TikTok. I'm, I don't really know how to use it. So <laughs> just scroll and watch the videos. No, I don't want to watch the videos. I want people to watch my videos. Mm. There we go. Use hashtag for your page. I do. Oh, there you go. Hashtag yep. the cider hunter. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag, hashtag the cider hunter. Hashtag black excellence. Hashtag no, no edges. No edges. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Black Man and Meteor Man are whack ass films. <laughs> Hashtag greatness. <laughs> but all right. Man, so, so how are you doing, Victor? What is new with you? Uh, you know, life life is good. I feel great. You know, um, you know, work's been going pretty well. Um, I've been, uh, you know, always always making time for some for some films and some video games and whatnot, as per usual. Um, speaking of video games, um, just uh, as a quick update, I finally beat Hades on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, there you go. Yep. So um, it's it's a, a, a if you don't know after Hades, it's a game where um, it's based on Greek mythology. Yeah. So it's uh, hell. Yeah, it's hell. But you play as Zagreus, who's the son of Hades. Okay. And he's trying to escape uh, escape hell, the underworld, so he can find his mother. And but the thing is, in the game, the game you, you die over and over again. But the more you die, the more of the story you uncover. So oh, that's morbid. Okay. Yeah. So but but it's but you it, have it, to it, die to know the truth over <laughs> and over and over again. Okay. However you want to do it. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a definitely an, an enjoyable game. I I finally got the ending, and I'm happy I finished it, so I can you know put it on a back burner. Um, so I've been so I moved on to uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh. Which I'm playing, which is it's fun. It's not just the kids game. No, no, it's a, it's a, you know, one of a Nintendo's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one, of, it's one of Nintendo's, um, you know, I'll say like more popular franchises. Yeah, it since, is. Since yeah, the people GameCube. love that game. Yeah, and and, it, and it's fun. Um, so I'm playing that right now as well as uh, Mario All- 3D All Stars, which has Mario Galaxy and Mario Sunshine and Super Mario 64, three games mm-hmm. in one. Um, so I've been, so I've been doing that. Um, let's see. On the on the wrestling front, I've been uh, watching um, uh, New Japan's uh, G1 Climax 31 tournament. Okay. Um, and so far, so far, so far, so good. Um, the only the only unfortunate thing is um, Tetsuya Naito, one of the main stars, he got taken out because of an injury. Oh. Uh, he tore this his, sumo wrestling? No, this is a, a it's pro wrestling. pro wrestling, but in Japan. Oh, uh, I was about to say I watch sumo wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, this is but yeah, uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito, one of the main stars, um, had a history of knee problems, and his opponent Zack Saber Jr. did a double foot stomp off the top rope onto his knee. Oh, and, and he was taken out. So he's taken out of the tournament, and um, because because the the G one climax tournament is split into two ten ten wrestler blocks, every everyone in A block uh, where where he was where where he was in they all have two points added to their to their uh scores because he because they're all forfeit victories now right but but so far it's been a pretty good tournament um one is- one match i recommend is uh, uh the first one uh shingo takagi versus tomohiro ishii that was one of them a match of the year contender right there and of course uh, okada versus um hiroshi tanahashi as well yeah that already just sounds good <clears throat> oh yeah yeah but but yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna catch up on it. I missed the Sunday show, so I'll catch up on it uh, Thursday because tomorrow's AEW. Um, 
but yeah but yeah since yeah besides that uh yeah just been chilling out um you know still um uh, I'm, I'm still doing some research on uh, uh, what the best dating sites are for people in their 30s. Um, you know what it's called? What? Leaving Get your in the house. Hanging out with your really awesome friends. <laughs> <laughs> you getting it? Yeah. It's okay. We working on it, right? Oh, yes, we are working hey, on hey, it. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we have some. Build that house. Build that house. <laughs> yes, uh, we have some uh, irons. In the fires, yes. Um, edges galore. All kinds of edges. <laughs> yes. And a job. <laughs> and a job. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, let's see. Any books, Vic? Uh, Yoga breaks. Mm-hmm. But uh, but any books? Yes. Um, I've been. Um, I've I've been I've been uh. Reading's been on the back burner for a while, but I but I am currently working through uh, Barack Obama's book Promised Land, so I, I just I started that I I just restarted that recently, so I'm getting through it uh, slowly but surely, making some time for that. Um, also, a really good book called uh, The Making of Asian America: The History of Asian Americans in the United States. Um, very insightful book. Um, you definitely learn about how. Uh, just how entrenched Asian Americans were, uh, were and still are in American culture. How you know we did our part to build America. Um, who didn't? Yeah, <laughs> who didn't? Right, right. It wasn't all whitey. Um, learn your history, people. Um, also, uh, and, and also, and also, and also, I'm reading. I'm reading. What? Carl is cracking. Oh, right <laughs> Carl is cracking up because he he saw Aaron Ferguson's comment where he says. <laughs> Okay, it. so for, I love it. <laughs> for so for our listeners here, I'm gonna make him a T-shirt that says "Blank Man and Meteor Meteor Man Fans Only." <laughs> okay, so uh, for so for our listeners, uh, for our listeners, Aaron Ferguson just posted a comment saying, "Pro tip: Single women love Blank Man and Meteor Man." Yes, they do. Well, even though I'm married, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. And my variant shows up. It says facts. You want to know? Thank some- you, sir. You want? You want to know something? I have, oh I, have, I have one more thing. I've, this slipped my mind. You know, you, you know, you know. It, it's it's fit. It's fitting that it's fitting that Carl Bird and and Bird. and. And AK and, and your main man Stubert, it's, it's fitting that y'all are fans of Blank Man and Meteor Man because you know what? Being fans of Blank Man and Meteor Man is like being a fan of the Cowboys and the Bills, two loser, <laughs> two loser ass teams with no success to their name for the past twenty to thirty years. But Both for won some, yesterday. But for some strange reason, they have dedicated fan bases that see past their loser them, loser them. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, what I mean. and besides, and besides, you know, you can't spell Dallas and Bills without two L's. Think about that. <laughs> so this is coming from a. This is coming from a Browns fan. Listen, I just dedicated you a Browns fan, so guess what? Stick to it. Bills are winning. You're a Browns Cows fan. Yes, I, he is. I, I don't watch football. I don't watch yeah, football. I, didn't I don't think know what you that did. is. No, he's okay. okay. He's well. We're naming him a Browns fan, anyways. Oh. Bills are winning. Dark as he's gonna get. <laughs> Whatever. He kind of does match the helmet. <laughs> Bills are winning. Cowboys are winning. For now. And also, women love, because you know what it is? We have a great sense of humor. 
You have to yet to develop one for losing <laughs> all these years. Not, that is not that is not something that you should be categorizing for your teamdom. No, for real. No, that's just like oh, oh that was associating that with the movies. Oh my goodness, no, <laughs> the movies were just classics because they were just it was just so absurd to think that like this guy is collected shit and he's uh, turned himself into a superhero with all his little gadgets and stuff. It's just it's just funny. It's just funny. That's, not, that's all it is. We all we all did it. So, we all did it. So you oh, mean to tell, tell me, me that you, you never wore around your neck and turned it into a cape? You didn't do that. I did that when I was okay. a kid. All right. So you were a mini Blake man. You didn't even know it. It wasn't because of, it wasn't because of Facts. Black. That's what it was. It wasn't that because was of black variations in superheroes. I had an imagination. Yo, and you know his was plaid. He was ready. <laughs> <laughs> it was a plaid. Oh, that means you had on two different color socks <laughs> and, and, and some and some soccer cleats <laughs> and some shorts and your ashy knees and you had that shirt tied around your neck <laughs> and you were Damn. ready to be a superhero. Don't talk about Blake Man when he was your hero and you didn't even know it. First of all, he want he want my hero. Did you want to support your community? <laughs> no, Carl. They invaded Carl. No, no, you're, no, no, you're, you're, you're not going to say, yeah, oh. This is more like major pain. Major pain is Listen, fun. Listen, you don't. You, I like oh, pain. my God. Is this like the same? It's the same person acting in it. How is that funny and not major Blake Man? Benson Winifred Payne is a national treasure, and we shall respect him. I agree. So, I agree. I might put that on a shirt. Major, major Pain was a funny film. It had comedic timing. Black Man did not. I'm sorry. Oh, ooh, Blake Man, he's a he's an inspiring hero because he cobbles together scraps. Oh, so he was Tony Stark building an arc, arc reactor in a cave? Wow. Yeah. Great comparison. Blake Man to be Stony St- Tony Stark in order and to be Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Blake Man was using what he had because he was poor. How is he not like a poor Iron Man? It's the same thing. You're just looking at it so racistly, but that's okay. <laughs> you claim no, your skinness. No. Because Blake Man. <laughs> How dare you, Afton? How no, dare you? That's exactly what you did. You just compared Blake Man to Iron Man. Iron Man had the money and the funds in order to beat Iron Man. But you're going to criticize a poor man trying to be a superhero? You got some shit with you. You better claim aside. You are looking. You are looking at this right, in such right. a. You are looking no, at, that's exactly what you, you just did. said. You are you looking did. at this. You can't this. recant. You cannot recant. You can't renege. Okay. You can. You are looking at this after. You cannot recaramel this. Okay. <laughs> you are looking at this from such from such a classist perspective. I don't know classist? why. Yeah, I, it was classist. <laughs> yeah, but Ra- you said it, not all, me. You're the one who brought it up, racist? and you made it a comparison to Blake Man. So you did that. Own your facts. No, the oh, only the oh, only reason no, the only no, the only reason no, why the only seriously? reason why I made no. that comparison. Oh, okay. The tell only, me. The tell only, me. The only uh-huh. reason why the only reason <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I made that comparison, Afton, is because the way y'all t- the way y'all hyping up Blank Man was like was like he was like this was was like he was a, like this like this 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 genius who. Who cobbled together all his resources and became the superhero of the ages? And he no, he was just a loser. He was a dude. You just became classist because you are comparing a poor man to a rich man. You did. Oh my! It's the same thing with Batman. Batman is only a superhero because he had the funds to to be a vigilante. And yet, but the what training. about the blank mans out there, sir? That only got plaid t-shirts and their soccer cleats. 
we don't need now nowadays we don't need blank man we or meteor man we don't need an iron man either you see how we, all the destruction got, he did just because you can pay for that destruction doesn't mean that's what we need we got black panther and if you want to go street level okay, we got luke point it out on a map it's fictional <laughs> it, it, no 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 it is south of sudan and Zamunda is right next to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's, um, listen, if, if white people can claim Hogwarts, we can oh claim goodness. fucking Wakanda. Lord, <laughs> but uh, listen, listen, Aaron. No need for no need for no need for a waiter because Vic just got served. No Afton. I mean, I mean, no Afton. No Aaron. Listen, <laughs> listen. Like I said, mm-hmm. we we can cha- we can champion better black heroes now. Like now, but we're talking about when we did not have a choice, when we did not have the resources to do a Wakanda. Okay. I mean, we had we didn't have a Hogwarts either. You know what we had? We had Harlem, we had Brooklyn, and we had to deal with what we had. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted a black superhero out there, yep. so we made our own. But mm-hmm. you want to criticize it because they were yep. broke. You I'm got not, a nerve. I'm not criticizing him because he's nerve. broke. Don't you t- got don't, some nerve when you're 38 degrees and all this money you're making now, okay? Hashtag no edges. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is that if you can't look at them without classicism, which you are always doing Classic. because you're judging them because they came from hard times and they became superheroes or somebody put them in a category as a superhero, but Tony Stark is a shit. No. No. I don't judge no. him. I don't, I'm not. Bougie bitch. No, That's you, what you're being. You're putting you're put, you're, 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 putting words in my mouth after i'm not putting words in your mouth i'm allowing the words to come out of your mouth and i'm throwing them back at you look look Ooh. i don't i don't criticize luke cage for the same luke, cage, luke had, cage was barely a superhero he didn't he was barely. bulletproof he was bulletproof oh my goodness and he was yeah. great where was he from he was from harlem okay and he was poor but yeah. you want to talk about luke cage but you can't even give us blank man because luke cage was a legitimate meteor hero man? somebody hit this dude with a meteor okay because Who's Luke- the la- when's the last time that shit happened? Oh, yeah. Superman was a meteor that came down to Earth. He was already a superhero. We can't always have that background. We can't always have that. And Wakanda, don't they have to take something in order to become a superhero? You can't just become a superhero? Just you just use- have to have money to become a superhero? No. What? No? Okay, so why can't we have Blank Man? Why are you being such a hater? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all. Can, we can you you can have you can have blank yeah, if you, you want to, right? I mean, and yes, I I will admit yeah. f- to be fair, Blankman does maybe maybe Blankman does have its place, Not you know, it does. in the '90s. But we came, <laughs> but we came, but we came such a long way. We, we don't ha- did, but we exactly. needed that foundation to find out where the hell we were going. Because Blankman and Media oh, Man, shut the hell up, girl, <laughs> with this quote. So strong. Oh my God. <laughs> So Spawn can walk. So Spawn can walk. So Blade, Blade can run. Yep, Blade. So Black Panther can fly. Well, Blade was more of an anti-hero, so he wasn't a superhero. Still at, is still I'm sorry, there. we just going to have to give that title to Wesley Snipes. He did the damn thing. Yes, he did. Aren't they supposed to be coming out with another one? Yeah, but with Mahershala Ali. Who? What did he play? He was in Moonlight. True Detective. Okay. Yeah, I got two. you. Yeah, um, it's gonna be PG thirteen though, so I'm kind of okay. Not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> not impressed. Not impressed at all. But what um, do you think? What watermelon mint? I like that. It's good. It's yummy. Um, but <laughs> that's interesting. 
Tell it to your face. Yeah, it kind of off. The mint hit harder than it. It's an aftertaste. Yeah, it hit a little harder than I was expecting it to. Yes. But anyway, speaking of superheroes, <laughs> um, did did, bo- did either of you catch up to the latest episode of What If? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the the series as a whole so far? Oh, I'm enjoying every episode. I love anthologies. I love them because they have no connection to the next thing. So it's like you're constantly keeping us entertained with something new. So um, if you had to choose so far, what episode would be your favorite of What If so far? Oh, episode two. Uh, T'Challa is Star-Lord. Yeah. 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 I started calling my husband Star-Lord because every single time he goes somewhere, like somebody, these guys just fanboy out because he does jujitsu and stuff. He's a a brown belt. Oh, my God. It's Big Kurt. Oh, my God. So it's like, (laughs) I'm just like Star-Lord. So now he's like, yeah, I Star-Lord today. I'm like, that's weird. He didn't even say it right, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to make him a shirt that says Star-Lord. He'll be fine. Yeah. But um, I think my favorite one was the zombies. Zombies was very interesting because it was we, because they knew they had powers. They weren't yeah. just like yeah. with black with not black widow. Excuse me, with uh, Scarlet Witch yeah, too having her power me. as a zombie. That's scary. Yeah, that was scary. scary because you can't stop her. Yeah. And then uh, what was it? The wasp who <laughs> she when she threw the zombie and it's like oh did he hit the plane? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That killed me. Um, somebody, uh, I think, what was it? One of the Easter eggs was uh, Deadpool was in that it? episode. I, I heard that. There was. Well, I have to watch it again, but I did yeah. hear about it. I didn't see it. I think it's like right at the beginning, I think they said, but like I didn't really catch it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. The Doctor Strange one was very interesting. Yeah. Wow. It was, mm-hmm. it was very sad. Like yeah. they are not making happy endings for like, I think episode two with T'Challa in it, that was a happy ending. Yep. Um, oh, the one with the um, not Captain Marvel, uh, Thor. Captain Carter. Party Thor was just hilarious. That yeah. was, um, that was. I, I feel like that. that's leading into the next Thor movie. You know, like it's like the inkling for it. Well, yeah, because now, yeah, Natalie mm-hmm. Portman is coming back, and Got she's going to be worthy of uh, worthy of uh, mm-hmm. hold ammonia. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have really just picked way better. Like I feel like Marvel just likes to whitewash everything. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, right, please, please explain. Oh. There's been like some other where they recast. I, it, like, I don't white mean co- recently. I mean just in general. When you go back and you look at the timeline of their movies, down to Captain America, all the way to What If, it is very whitewashed. No, not not all the time. There have been there have been a couple of instances where they have, like I said, they have recasted white superheroes into black ones. Uh huh. So like, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, when I'm saying that originally in these movies they weren't looking for black faces to represent superheroes or people who are you know affiliated with super. There'll, there'll be one or two. Nick Fury, woo for oh, forever. Like Nick Fury's in every movie, you know, like, but there's also Stan Lee in every movie, you know, and there's nothing. May he rest in peace. That was a dude. That was Stan a dude. Lee. You kind of for real. It's just so, isn't it just so weird? Like without him, like you're, it's, but you know something, they still make references to him in everything. Yeah. Cause think about it. Um, the episode with, uh, what was it? Uh, black widow, all the superheroes died, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, the, um, right. So they had Stan Lee's pizza. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I had to go back and stuff like that. But it, I just feel like it's been 
like for most of the Avengers, they're white, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm just saying, Ask like, they could have did a better job with that, but I don't think that Hollywood is, you know, uh, as receptive to a black face and on the front line as they should be. Or even a Hispanic face, an Asian face, yeah. a non-culturally biased face, indigenous. I think it's good. It's just slowly. But why slowly? Why why does it have to be a slow thing? It shouldn't have to be. Why do we still have to say Black Lives Matter? They always mattered. Just like Uh your life matters, so does mine. You know why does that always have to be a reference? Why is it a trending thing? Like it's it's just it boggles my mind that Hollywood would rather represent a Caucasian face when they're not the ones that are putting in all this work. I guarantee you. Uh, most of the people who are pulling all this stuff and lifting all this stuff and cleaning all this stuff are probably Mexican or Guatemalan or immigrants or poor people. You know, like mm. they, I just feel like the movie industry needs to do better every day. I agree. You know, especially mm. especially now with um, the fact that Black Panther, for example, made a billion dollars worldwide. Hollywood has no excuse to say that, oh, black faces can't sell yeah. overseas. They're making a they theme can. park for Disney for them. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wakanda. Going to Wakanda. Yeah. I think uh, there was a girl who did a, what was it, GoFundMe to Wakanda. People were giving her money. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, I think I gave her $2. I was like, you got this. <laughs> yeah, if you find Samunda, let us know. For real. <laughs> I'm down for it. Oh, that's yeah. a trip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But how about you, Carl? Uh, what what you been up to? Got a couple of comics and uh, yeah, mostly comics. Uh, but I do want to shout out to uh, James Allen and I went along with uh, Kyle and Brian to the of the you know IUWO brothers to the uh, New World Wrestling Extreme uh, event, mm-hmm. and we ended up meeting Rikishi. Sabu was there. Um, yeah, it was a hell. It was one hell of a time. You know, James Allen. Big shout out to him. He can. You know, he always throws out a good. You know, throws out a good show. You got to check him out one day too. I think the next one's gonna be in December fourth. Okay. Ooh, so. your birthday turn up. And so yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm an oos now. You know, I'm 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 at the table. If Roman's yeah. a table, just like Kyle said. If Roman's ahead of the table, I'm sitting at the table. Okay, so because of. Rikishi? Rikishi, he called me ooh, he called me a Zeus. Oh, which that's means what your post was. I was like, yeah. I have no clue what this is about. <laughs> I was Oose like, Zeus? What? Zeus <laughs> is like short for brother in uh, Samoan. Oh, okay. I'm glad that you're That makes me his brother, brother so that means <laughs> I ain't got no brothers. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so, welcome to the brotherhood. Me... <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the table, y'all. Okay. Me and Kyle good. are at the table. Um, but yeah, on the comic tip, I um, some new comics have came out this past week that I wanted to review. That I wanted to review. So first one was this one actually just came out last yeah last week. The death of Doctor Strange. Ooh. Yeah, I was really intrigued by that. So it was written by uh, Jed McKay and the art is by uh, Lee Garbett. And. A series of unfortunate, uh, not unfortunate, a series of unusual events occur when during just a typical day in the life of Stephen Strange, some interdimensional threats come about and that he actually did foresee and he is unexpectedly killed. Yep. So now the question is, who did it? Okay. So 
next week is going to be, you know, the, yeah, well, yeah, next week, the next issue is going to be like the actual funeral. And then you have like Brother Voodoo, Wong, and some of the uh, students from the Strange Academy, they're going in to investigate. Even Mordo, who is really upset because Mordo's like, I was supposed to kill him. Well, that's how pissed off he was. So this one's going to be very, this is going to be a very you interesting You think this could have been like a what if episode? Possibly. Uh. I mean, listen, we got the multiverse going, so anything can happen. I um, know. Next up, X-Men, the Onslaught Revelation. Yes, Kyle, uh, Kyle's not even watching. Onslaught is back. All right, so this one is actually written by Cy Spirio, and the art is by Bob Quinn. And Onslaught corrupts the minds of some of the some of Krakoa's um, senior leaders. Krakoa is a new uh, island specifically for mutants that was created by uh, Professor Xavier, and some of the leaders included like um, Rich Whiteman. Bye, yeah, <laughs> Professor X, Magneto, and so has forth. Has an island too. <laughs> And um, so now a small band of eccentric mutants, which is led by Nightcrawler, can come together to stop uh, Onslaught. So there's going to be a whole like series of uh, Onslaught comics coming up, just like in the night, just like in the '90s. So mm-hmm. I had to hop on that. Onslaught was like something serious. Nightcrawler has yeah. to be my favorite X Men. My very, favorite. He's a very spiritual character too. Like something I always found uh, fascinating. I just like that he could just go poof and poof. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, inspired by our episode last week, shout outs to Furbird and the Ninth Wonder. So I ended up uh, coming across a few uh, hunts at a new comic book store I discovered called called the Green Dragon Dragon all the way in Chapachet. Okay. And first one I I found was... How far is that ride to Chapachet? From here, probably about a good half hour. Yeah, Rhode Island mentality. Yeah, is like, I, yeah, I can't help spot. myself. <laughs> Which is X Force Eleven, the first appearance of Domino. Okay. Oh. So if you remember Domino, she can manipulate luck mm-hmm. from uh, Deadpool Two. I wish that would have been dope. Man, you know how rich we all will be. No, I just, I just need luck to stay away from crazy people. <laughs> so in that one, and then. I end up finding something I actually did want to buy in the 90s, and I ended up finding it. Oh. The Death of Superman. Ooh, okay. With Brett Breeding coming to Rhode Island Comic Con this year. Guess who's getting that signed and graded? Is it actually be there, Comic Con? Yeah. Oh, my god. Yeah, we got our press passes. Oh, my goodness. I haven't signed up to volunteer. Oh, yeah. This is... Ooh. Yeah. Jesus, you could have taken the price tag off of it. I hadn't had a chance to. You want me to take it over? You can go ahead. Yeah, I was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up we have, um, so, you know, I've been on this kind of like phase or just, you know, finding like independent horror comics. Mm-hmm. So I came across a, a comic called He Who Fights With Monsters by Ablaze Publishing. Ooh. So it's written by Francesco Ard- Ardabani and the art by Werther Deladera, who also did the... Uh, Art for uh, Something is Killing the Children. So it takes place in Prague during World War II. And the Nazis have a strong, like a, str- a stronghold on the city. And the resistant forces are trying to organize themselves in secret, which is which seems like pretty impossible because of, you know, the power of Nazi Germany, you know, with Nazi Germany. 
and their only hope falls into a, into the foundation of an ancient monstrous legend. And that's all that they told so far in this book. Mm-hmm. So I think it's supposed to be a six-part series. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very number looking. one. You got number one here. Yes, yeah. that's the number one. And I accidentally bought two, so here you go, Vic. Oh! oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice. Well, yours is open. That's fine. Uh, or he has to read it. You know, I already read mine. I just want to look at it. <laughs> Oh yeah, where the devil like has an unspoken bre- rule: don't open the comics. <laughs> I mean, just wear your white gloves. <laughs> Those are only for don't classic ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, plus I, li- I like the cover; like it, it's mm-hmm. a reference to Citizen Kane. There you go. Yep. Nice. That's I did like, not know that. Yeah, because like the reference of Orson Welles standing on the stack of newspapers. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, classic. I like that. To get a comic con, get it graded. Just you because. got points, sir. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's been it. I've been trying to keep myself busy with like work and stuff and working some extra hours. So I managed to get my comics in. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that's 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 about it. And apparently, Vic, you have a pretty stacked retrospective for us. That's right, I do. Um <laughs> so yeah, this week's Codex Retrospective, um, and for those of our, our new listeners, um Codex Retrospective is a feature that uh I debuted on the on the podcast. Um actually as far back as Vic- Victor's Corner, uh, back in December of last year, uh, basically where I highlight um, notable films, hip hop albums, and video games of the past, and you know, just you know, a, just a, a nice trip down memory lane, and uh, and yeah, and this 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 week's episode is stacked because last week we had a couple of guests on, so I'm tacking on last week's as well as uh, this week's as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, and this is and this is also a great way to get to add more ha- gray hairs to Carl's head, yeah, make him feel older. Every two weeks. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> you're productive. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so this week, this week's Codex retrospective. Let's make Carl feel old, even older, by going back 46 oh. years ago, on September 21st, 1975, which saw the release of a classic Sidney Lumet movie starring Al Pacino and the late great John Cazale. Dog Day Afternoon, one of the classic heist movies um, of the 70s. Uh, Sidney Lumet, if you're not familiar, he directed such films as uh, 12 Angry Men, um, Serpico, also with Al Pacino, Mm -hmm. uh, Network, also The Wiz, he directed that as well. Um, Classic. Debatable. Nice. Um, oh, <laughs> goodness, you were just so against like black culture. I am not. Good lord. I am so not. You, 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 are you sure? I'm positive. There's so many. You're like anti like. There are so many black films that I love. Yeah, like happy black culture. Well, black- hold up, hold up. I'm gonna test it. I guarantee you, he's not gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Harlem Nights sucked. <laughs> God, Harlem Nights well, terrible. Now, now, now you did that. See, she. She knew that would trigger you. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I saw what you did there. But yeah, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, uh, a classic heist movie. Um, uh, Al Pacino, uh, this, if you ever heard the phrase, Attica, Attica, com- comes directly from that movie. Gotcha. Um, it definitely still holds up today. It's actually based on a true story. Uh, it's about, Al Pacino plays a, uh, a man, and um, 
and a friend of his, played by the late great John Cazale, um, and uh, they're robbing a bank because Al Pacino's character is trying to get enough money for his boyfriend to have a sex change operation. And while he's robbing this bank in New York, like it becomes like this big media event, and you know there are camera crews, and then he becomes a celebrity in and of it, in and of himself. But definitely an interesting film if you haven't seen it. Um, it might it might be available streaming somewhere as well. Um, Probably on like Prime. Prime has like all the old movies and stuff like that. Yeah, you might might find it there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth checking out. Um, also, going back to the year of our birth, uh, thirty-seven years ago, HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, well worth watching. So yeah, thirty-seven years ago on September nineteenth, nineteen eighty-four, saw the debut of the Oscar-winning uh, best picture film of that year, Amadeus. Amadeus. Do, 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 do. Yep. Starring uh, F. Murray Abraham and Tom Holtz as, um, and, and you know, it's, you know it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting film because it's it's a fictionalized account of uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who's mm-hmm. you know known as a genius in, in in classical music and composing. And F. Murray Abraham's character, he's uh, he plays a, a well then a real life composer named Antonio Antonio Salieri. And what's interesting is that the film is like a portrait of what happens when good or competent meets greatness like what happens when you know you're good at your craft but then you run into somebody who's such who's such a revolutionary in the in the very art that you practice that you deep down you know that no matter that your best is is there just okay and so it's like what happens when genius you know sort of like runs into just plain old good or mediocrity and that's where jealousy and hateration uh bubbles up and uh, that word a lot later. <laughs> yeah yeah like there's a lot of hateration on the part of salieri and uh and you, and you definitely see like his 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 madness as to how how close he gets to greatness but he just can never quite reach it but um but yeah definitely a film that still holds up it was the uh, oscar winner for best picture it was directed by the late uh milos foreman who also directed um one Flew Over the, Cuckoo, the Cuckoo's Nest with uh, Jack Nicholson, another classic. Um, yeah, still a great film. And it was also a film that definitely, um, it definitely brought back, uh, it, it, it repopularized classical music and popular culture uh, when it came out as well. And of course, there was that song, Rock Me Amadeus, as well in the 80s. Which is a song. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, going back 35 years ago, on September 19th, 1986, one of your favorite directors and mine, oh, Jesus. David Lynch, weird. Blue Velvet. Uh, you talk about a weird, somewhat fucked up movie. Uh, I love it. it it's, it's, it's directed by David Lynch, and it's about, um, it's about the dark side of suburbia. And uh, uh, it stars Isabel Rossellini, uh, Kyle MacLachlan, who also was in a Twin Peaks, the TV show, and Dennis Hopper. And the late Dennis Hopper, you know, if you've seen any of his performances, he's a he's an actor who played crazy and sane characters a little too well. In this film, good lord, talking about talking about mommy wants to fuck, and then he starts, and then he starts, don't you fucking look at me, and then he's just he's just like spazzing out, and I'm like, god damn, Dennis Hopper, you are playing this role a little too convincingly, and I love this movie too, and it gets a little too, it gets a little weird at the end. It involves a severed ear in a grass, but and, and but it's it, it was very interesting. It's um, definitely um, if you're if you're a fan of like David Lynch's weird surrealness and and like horror elements, definitely check this out. Would you say this is like a thriller? In a way, yeah, it's got thriller elements to it too. 
And it also stars uh, Laura Dern in one of her early roles as well. Um, also, speaking of movies, 34 years ago, on September 18th, 1987, saw the release of two horror thrillers, uh, Fatal Attraction and Hellraiser. In the same, I love Hellraiser. You know, I haven't seen Hellraiser in years, but Pinhead is such a classic he villain. He is, and like, he never scared me. Now, Freddy Krueger, that dude gave me nightmares. Yeah. But Pinhead... He was just really, 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 really weird. And he came out of a box. So it's like, okay, (laughs) if you don't touch the box, you're fine. I'm surprised (laughs) that that hasn't been like remade or rebooted recently. I might hear you and do that shit. Don't ruin it. Yeah, don't don't give Hollywood any ideas. I know, because they nothing's original anymore. So Mm. unless it's an anthology, because they just make a little bit, make a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all they're good for right now. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, Hellraiser is just pure nightmare fuel, um, but still one of the cl- it iconic. It wasn't scary, but he it was. One, but he was an iconic uh, horror movie yes. villain, though. Yes, like I think he started like the goth movement, <laughs> like the exposed <laughs> nipples and the pleather and stuff and the mm. piercings everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he started his own little iconic like phase. Yeah. <laughs> That and, some people are still in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, Fatal Attraction. It had mm-hmm. with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. Oh yeah, um, classic. Uh, you know, you know, w- part of my language. Bitches be cray. Uh, type type. Not genre. gonna deny that one. They, they yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you know the classic line: "I will not be ignored, Dan." Um, and but hey, but hey, some 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 of the some of you dusty ass fellas out there, when you you messing around with these crazy ass crazy ass women out there you know and and, and they go batshit what, what do you expect what do you expect what do you expect to happen what do you expect to happen if you're cheating on cheating on your partner and you run into some crazy person who's stalking you and hitting you up and harassing your family and then and then and then tries to turn your friend against you come on what what do you think is going to happen hashtag no edges hashtag, hashtag no edges <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying you know like <laughs> Reality bites. <laughs> it, it does, but you know, Fatal Attraction definitely one of the more popular movies of the eighties, yeah. and it still kind of holds up too. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, for the hip hop heads out there, uh, thirty-two years ago, September nineteenth, nineteen eighty-nine, Big Daddy Kane's sophomore album, "It's a Big Daddy Thing," dropped with uh, such tracks as "Smooth Operator," "Warm It Up Kane," and "I Get the Job Done," and "Wrath of Kane." Woman up, Kane. Woman up, Kane. Woman up, Come, get some, you little bums. Uh, oh man, uh, yeah. Smooth operator was dope. Warming up, Kane. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite uh, Big Daddy Kane tracks. And you know, you talking about one of the be- one of the um, prime uh, ra- MCs of the golden era. Big Daddy Kane was. Oh, there. absolutely, Kane. hands like, down. Like his the way his fl- his flow was definitely inspired Jay Z in part. But uh, Jay used to run with uh, Kane. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, and a jazzo, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, Aaron Ferguson in the comments says, uh, crazy girls hate blank man and meteor man, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, fr- and, and uh, Ferdy, Ferdy Espina says, can't eat bunny soup. Yep, in reference to... Uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, when that bunny got bored. I know. Not <laughs> the wabbit. Mm. Somebody caught the rabbit this time. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. 
31 years ago, on September 19th, 1990, saw the release of one of the greatest mob movies of all time, but one of my favorite directors, Martin Scorsese, Goodfellas. Yeah, starring uh, Robert De Niro, John, Joe Pesci, mm-hmm. and uh, Ray Liotta, and Paul Sorvino. Have you ever seen Goodfellas, Carl? Long time ago. Yeah, like if you ever listen to any any hip hop album that was made since then, it heavily yeah. references Goodfellas, like Jay Z um, references it. Obviously, Scarface too. Yep, Scarface. Was, that's a whole, that's a whole genre. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, mafioso rap. Yeah, mafioso rap. Even Beanie Siegel, you know, as, mm-hmm. fa- as far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, definitely, it's still a, a classic film. Still holds up. One of the great. Arguably one of the greatest films ever made, and Martin Scorsese is a legend. Still, right. still, still doing the thing. What was his daughter's name? Um, I don't know his daughter's name. No, I'm thinking of uh, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Oh, Sophia Coppola. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also speaking of hip hop, uh, September seventeenth, nineteen ninety one, thirty years ago, saw the release of MC Light's third album, Act Like You Know, featuring the single Poor Georgie. Uh, when in love and eyes are the soul. Mm-hmm. Yep, one of the pioneering uh, pioneering MCs uh, yep. of the '80s and '90s. MC Light. I don't. Th- I don't. I feel she doesn't get enough love from hip hop heads. Enough shine. I, I think that you know Queen Latifah caught the limelight for that one, so they yeah. just put her on a, a pedestal with that because MC Light definitely fell into the in the foreground. You know, she wasn't as popular. Yeah, but or she- as or as notable as right. Like, People weren't bringing her up like as a an option. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But she was still a pioneer in her own right. Mm-hmm. I think an undiscovered Lauren Hill was in the Georgie Porgy video. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember watching it when I was gonna get my haircut one day, and I'm just like, is that? And I just kept trying to like eyeball. I'm like, that really looks like Lauren Hill, and it was just messing with me. Oh, okay. And I just haven't like really. I wouldn't I haven't... be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like they all knew each other back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all floated together. Yep. Also, uh, thirty years ago, September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. This month marks the thirty year anniversary of a Tribe Called Quest's sophomore album and a classic. That's what you were listening to in the car, right? Yep. Yeah. The Low End Theory. Uh, it's yeah, just, it was very good. Yeah, just incredible uh, hip hop and jazz combination. Like scenario, mm-hmm. check the rhyme, jazz we've got. Um, you know, oh man, microphone check one two. What is this? The five foot of size with the roughneck fitness. I float like gravity. Never had a cavity. Ah, rest in peace, Fife Dog. Ah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Tribe Called Quest. Uh, gosh, man, their albums are their albums are still incredible. Their first three especially, but this one definitely was like the sweet spot. Like the first one was uh People's Instinctive Travels, Mm -hmm. and this one was like. All right, this is a ten. All right, our, fir- our, ni- our first one was a nine. This is a ten. We got you right here. But yeah, low end theory, uh, thirty year anniversary. It's it's still a classic. It's still it still bangs. If you're and, and and it's a great album of any genre as well. So yeah, it's it's great that you know Tribe Called Quest was was, was uh, had a, had a great album there. And and also definitely to check out their final album, uh, which came out in twenty sixteen. Uh, it's called We Got It From Here Thank You For Your Service mm. that was excellent yeah and that was the final album before Fife Dog passed away in, uh, later that same year in 2016 right yep um, 
Also, uh, September 11th, 1992, 29 years ago, for all the comic book heads out there, that, show, that saw the debut of Harley Quinn in Batman the Animated Series. It did. She yeah. did not debut in a comic. No, she, yep, she was a completely original character for the animated series of Batman, and that character quickly took off. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah. It's probably going to be the costume this year. Again? That one, and uh, what, what else would be the costume? I'm trying to think. What else happened this year that would be a costume? Black Widow? Possibly, yep. yeah. Black Shang Chi? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen oh, it's it? so good. It was so good. Uh, so good. I'm sorry. I was waiting for it to come to Disney, but November, I'll see it way before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not like Black Widow. You I, did? I didn't. It didn't didn't do it for me. No. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Like there was lots of action, but it was like, where are we going with this? Like it was just fight for fight for fight for fight for fight. Like I feel like they were trying to do too much mm-hmm. versus like stick to her story, you know? Like. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I will say that it it was better than uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel was the one I it, I wasn't too enamored. Black by. Widow was what Captain Marvel was supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. I just think that the the actress that plays Captain Marvel is just just inadequate. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's the right role for her. Hmm. But you know, obviously, do your thing. Yeah, indeed. Um, also, uh, 29 years ago, on September 22nd, 1992, saw the release of another notable hip-hop album, the debut of Redman. What the album? What the <laughs> album? Funk Dr. Spock, you know, hip-hop and funk combined. Um, yeah, time for some action, Tonight's Tonight. Yeah, that's, this album's... St- Mike, check. I can get smooth to any groove, relax a ton. Let my mic take a cruise around the planet. Uh, who knew Victor had bars? Like, yeah. Who knew? Hey man, you know, like all these, all these albums still hold up. It's it's a, it's a wonderful surprise. And I can't believe this album's thirty years old, but yeah, Redman, yeah, he 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 made an impact when he first came out, especially with um, EPMD and Hit Squad. Right. Then it became Def Squad with Keith Murray. Uh, but yeah, that's where it all started. And um, yeah, I think, but my favorite Redman album is Muddy Waters in '96. That was my favorite one. But this one is also also still holds up. Um, also, speaking of hip hop albums, uh, if you go back 27 years ago on September 20th, 1994, saw the debut album of Craig Mack mm. on Project mm. Funk the World mm. with mm. Flavor in Your mm. Ear. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, uh, for Craig Mack, unfortunately, um, later that same year came the shadow known as Notorious B.I.G. And Craig Mack's career never took off after that, besides Flavor in Your Ear. And unfortunately, he did pass away recently. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, he did have that, you know, cameo in Special Delivery Remix. Oh, yeah, I remember that. 2002, I think. Or 2001. One, yeah. yeah, I remember that. It was high, it was high school. Yep, the Harlem Shake. <laughs> oh, my that. gosh. That was college for me. Shucks. <laughs> I told that. Ooh, that was, uh-uh. Let that yeah. part go. <laughs> Bury it, burn it. When It never happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I really do want to DJ like an early two thousands theme party. No, you do not. I do because it will make you feel old as shit. I will be because you know what it is. Those are the songs I always wanted to DJ, even though like I do it on my own. But it's like so you want to do like a, a 
like a two thousands college party, basically. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We, would you uh bring back the throwback jerseys? Oh, absolutely. The oversized t shirts. Yep. That looks like maternity wear. Yep. <laughs> like a muumu. Yep. <laughs> Wow. They just look like they, they, they didn't have your size, so you bought whatever size they had. <laughs> yep. Really, yeah. like, That's what it was. Guys that are like 2X are like, why are you buying my size? <laughs> and these big dudes at the big and tall just looking at us mad. Like, yeah, I'm looking for this in my actual size, and you just walking around looking like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I, like, they don't make 8X. Like, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fashion was weird back then. It was, but it was. It is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Thank goodness it stays there, because uh, I think we could throw away the skinny jeans now, mm. for guys oh. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, no argument there. Nope. Um, also, speaking of classic movies, uh, uh, twenty-seven years ago on September twenty-third, nineteen ninety-four, also saw the release of one of my favorite Stephen King uh, film, The Shawshank Redemption. Tom, uh, Tim Robbins, uh, Morgan Freeman, you know, get busy living or get busy dying. Never sat down and watched the whole thing straight. Like, I've always watched bits and pieces of it, and then I just never, like, really had a chance to just sit down and watch it. Maybe it's because you can't sit still. (laughs) That and I was a normal kid who just went outside and played. Watch Blake Man. Meteor Man. I did watch that. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you did. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pause. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Shawshank Redemption uh, still holds up. It's w- one of the best film, arguably one of the best films of the nineties, and one of the best films uh, of all time. Uh, Frank Darabont, that was his directorial debut. Who also went on to direct The Majestic and uh, The mm. Mist. The Mist. Oh, yeah. I like The Mist. Did you see the series? Um, there was a series. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the series it's on Netflix. Okay. The Mist. Nice. You'll and, like it. All right. And he also directed the first season of The Walking Dead. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Oh, we were all still watching. Yeah, some people are still watching The Walking Dead. Even though they're still it's, Walking Dead. Well, it's the last season. Oh, finally. Good. Yeah. They're putting that shit to bed, finally. Like, after they started doing the, the zombie faces, like, I'm like, I can't. Like, <laughs> wh- what else is there going to be? Like, just zombie porn like i'm just i'm good i'm good with whatever type of storyline you think this is go to yeah like you lock you lost rick grimes you have you don't like you lost michonne like you are done Mm -hmm. the comics stopped before the show yeah that's exhausting Mm -hmm. but like i I, like got that like once 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 Rick was gone, I kind of lost interest in the show, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people did. But there, I know there's still people who are watching it. But like, like how many times can you watch a zombie? Yeah. After Carl died, I think my heart broke and I couldn't watch it anymore. I see the last episode. I be honestly the last episode I watched was when Glenn died, and then after that, I was just like. That was like the last real good yeah. episode. Yeah. Like when and he died, had... like Negan was real. Yeah, and then you had just filler after yeah. that because they had the, they had that formula towards the end of the show where it was yeah. just great season, great season premiere, filler, yeah. great mid season finale, yeah. mm-hmm. great mid season premiere, 
filler, great mm-hmm. season finale. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was like the that was it for like a long time actually. Yeah. yeah. That and plus like the show the show like they they went half assed on Rick Grimes. They, they couldn't just kill him off. No. Like, actually I, no, because Rick never died in the comics. He oh. but like just the way they did it, it was like, oh, he got taken out in a helicopter and now he's gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll bring him back, maybe. Huh? No, he was like, fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Take me out of the helicopter. He, knew, he, knew, he, ran it, he was running his course. Yeah. But was, like, what did he do after that? What did that actor do after that? I did he even, do anything? I don't even know. <laughs> he probably was like, nah, I'm just going to sit my ass down like yeah. for a long couple of seasons. <laughs> well, listen, the show, the show was that successful, so he could... He can live. But at the same yeah. time, it's like you've been doing nothing but this show. Like, what do you do after that? That's true. It's like after a certain point, you just yeah. either take a break and then yeah, then come back with a, with a, like another project. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if he was in like some movies or something that I might not have seen or anything like that. But I just wonder where he went because obviously Michonne had Wakanda and she was doing a lot of other things. I know she's been in other stuff. Yeah. Um, no, isn't it deny deny, deny gr- gorilla? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Lincoln, he's been in Penguin Bloom, Made in Dagenham, what? Heartbreakers, what? Scenes of Sexual Nature, huh? Hey, Good Looking. I don't know it. <laughs> I think most of these are all like British films. Okay. Yeah. All... Is he British? Yeah. yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Well, then that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaker was French. Oh, and Dagenham was British, so yeah, he went back to England. He went back to his stuff. culture, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm British, and I know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin Bloom's on Netflix. Well, oh, it's man. probably going to stay there. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> All right, what's next? Yeah, also in 1994, uh, saw the release of a very good uh, black film, which we can all not be embarrassed by. Aaron, you're the only one. Is <laughs> you the only one who got that? You the only one who got that problem. Anyway, mm. I'm talking about uh, Jason's lyric, starring Alan Payne and Jada Pinkett Smith. It was it was good. I've I'll, never I'll, seen it. It's 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 a good film. It does have a steamy uh, se- <laughs> sex scene between Jada Pinkett and Alan Payne when they're having sex in the bayou. That was like wow. What about uh uh was it Jada Pinkett and Set It Off? That was a nice little sex scene too. Oh, with her and Blair Underwood. Yeah, that was a great. Blair movie. can get it. He could be one hundred eighty years old. <laughs> he could still get it. Isn't isn't Blair Underwood what what one would call a zaddy? Uh, I call him lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> but, uh, okay. All Some right. guys just stand the test of time. I don't know. It's- Indeed, yeah. Nice little chocolate men. Yeah. Yeah, some beauty is timeless. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, going forward a bit, um, 1995, September 22nd, 26 years ago, saw the release of uh, David Fincher uh, crime thriller, uh, Seven, starring Ooh, Brad Pitt. I did watch that. I Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. I like that cover. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's about the seven deadly sins, uh, uh, John, the John Doe serial killer who bases all of his killings off the, on the seven deadly sins. And, of course, that infamous, what's in the box? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that still holds up. One of David Fincher's best films. And, man, like that that was an effective thriller. Um, I love me a good thriller. 
Yeah. If I can't predict it within like the first 20 minutes, I'm definitely going to be into it. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. Like, keep me on my toes. Like, I had no clue there was somebody in the basement. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Also, uh, also, uh, 24 years ago, on September 23rd, 1997, Oh, September 16th, 1997 was Busta Rhymes' sophomore album, When Disaster Strikes, oh. uh, featuring Dangerous, oh. Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. Uh, Anything Busta Rhymes. Maybe not his new stuff, but yeah, his classic stuff. I think I was listening to this album the other day. Oh yeah. God, I love me some Busta Rhymes. Yeah, Busta Rhymes, man. He was More delicious chocolate. <laughs> not now, but you know, back, <laughs> back in yeah, yeah, before he got that beer belly <laughs> when he had like an eight pack oh yeah <laughs> but yeah like when disaster strikes man that was a hot album yes it was yeah even had that song uh turn it up with the mm-hmm. with the night, night rider, rider remix yes yeah yeah that one was the and he was definitely cutting edge with like how he dressed and stuff then like he was definitely like different and i like that about him oh yeah yep he did the damn thing yes indeed also, uh, f- uh, fast forwarding to 24 years ago, uh, actually no, 23 years ago rather. Actually, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting messed up. It's a, it's a long list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's your list. Yes, uh, tw- <laughs> 24 years ago. Excuse me, people. On September 26, 1997, saw the de- saw the re- theatrical release of Soul Food in theaters. It still makes me cry. Just, <laughs> oh, oh, mama, you know I love you. Yeah, I, w- I will say like um, it was it was uh it was kind of sad, but also understandable uh that the family got together to eat the same food that killed Big Mama. But you know, it Hi, is what Huey it is. Freeman. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he was right. Boonox Boonox raised a great point. He was right about that. I'm like, huh? Well, he ain't lying. But what else are he what else are he gonna do? I mean. I mean, because like, because you know, she had she was suffering from the diabetes, you know, and the sugar, the, sh- <laughs> the sugars, <laughs> and um, and and also, of course, you know, that one character, cousin Faith, she wasn't shit. She was trifling as hell. I mean, but but that dude wasn't shit either, because like, yeah, yeah, his wife got into because she was kind of shitting on his on his dreams for like, you know, wanting to get into music, mm-hmm. and cousin Faith was the one who actually showed him some praise and some love, but he wasn't shit. What didn't like. I I sw- I don't know if this is the same movie. I, I um Jada Pinkett said she had like she ended up giving birth in like a chicken bucket or something like that. Or is that another movie? Yeah, that was definitely another movie. No, like she miscarried in a bucket of chicken. Oh shit! Was it- I think it was like a funeral? Uh, some I can't remember what. Was that? Oh uh, well, she was pregnant in that movie. movie. If you guys know what that movie is, please put it in the comments. Is that- I cannot remember it. Was that woo? No, <laughs> no. Um, what the hell was they were at a funeral. I remember that they were at a funeral, and somebody brought in a bucket of chicken, and she started freaking out. <laughs> I think it was that. I think it was soul food. Yeah, I think it was too. Because she did start off pregnant brought, in the movie. Yeah, because oh. uh, somebody brought a bucket of chicken mm-hmm. to Big Mama's funeral. Oh. And I think like she like miscarried and she had only a bucket of chicken to use or some sh- some oh. shit like that. But like, yeah. God damn. Yeah. yeah. That struggle is real. I guess <laughs> so. Unless you're a blank man. 
Anyway, uh, 23 years ago, on September 18th, 1998, saw the theatrical debut of the Jackie Chan Chris Tucker comedy, Rush Hour. Uh, kind of eh on it. Let me see. Do you have any in here? That was the, that's the uh, Blu-ray oh, of the Rush Hour trilogy. Um, Good work on the Jackie Chan part, but God damn, like... <laughs> Oh, that's a remember cool that cover. T- remember that time I re- I uh, reviewed that uh, what if comic if um, what if the gamma bomb spawned a thousand sp- a thousand hulks mm-hmm. and some of the hulks looked like cr- looked all extra cross-eyed yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of does yeah oh well you win some you lose some but you know Rush- well, I like the artwork though no the artwork but is it good they just it doesn't look up. like Chris Tucker though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you can tell it's supposed to be him, but it's just mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, all in perspective. Yeah, but Rush Hour it was a fun comedy at the time, it. and of course the soundtrack was one was popping in '98. Jay Z, can I get a mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, also I, uh, I think ju- I know that entire song, all the lyrics. It's, I do. It's I do so t- good. I do too. It's so good. <laughs> like all of it. Like I even know like when is a swear because mm-hmm. you know when you heard it on the radio they always blurred Blurt it out. out. <laughs> yup. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Also a Drew Hill, you know. Um, um don't get me started with Drew Hill. That was that was my boy band when I was coming up. Jazz, Woody, Nokio, Cisco, and then they added Solange. Scola. Whatever his name was. <laughs> he was a non fucking factor. He was not the original. But Nokio fucked up when they were supposed to be coming back for a reunion and popped off and they had to like beat his ass and shit, but like Whatever, Drew Hill. Oh, you're they always... broke up on a radio station. And the know, video is right. on YouTube. Yeah, because Nokia was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do." Da, da, da. Yeah. And Woody, well, Woody wanted to leave to pursue gospel. Yeah. Which, you know, you can't really. Not, but, but like, yeah. Woody wasn't that good. Like, <laughs> really, <laughs> Egypt was a good song. Think about no, yeah. think about it. Woody could have been omitted, and like, what is it? Boys to Men. They got rid of the deep voice guy no he had to retire because he had like um what was it school no they said that there was a problem they tried to they tried to get it back and he was not consistent he wasn't a good worker and he wouldn't show up when they needed to do yeah, but he still had his medical issues great for that but it had nothing to do with the medical issues mm-hmm. it was drama yeah so oh um in reference to the jada pinkett um mm-hmm. having an abortion in a, in a chicken bucket it was kingdom come well, kingdom oh come. okay yeah all right, yeah. thank you. I knew it was something. I remember. Yeah. I remember what it was. I couldn't remember what it was actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I remember that that was like I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? But I'll always remember that. Hmm. I remember that. Indeed. Also in '98, uh, on September 22nd, uh, saw the debut album of Flip Mode Squad, The Imperial. Um, with cha cha cha, you know, we money talks. We got you open, We're setting it off, run for cover. This album still still bangs. Yeah, if they, and they had such good chemistry, like you know, Busta Rhymes, Rod Digger, Lord Have Mercy, Rampage, Spliff Star was one of, like the premier mm-hmm. hype man at the time. Lord Have Mercy, Spliff yeah. can spit though. He, <laughs> yeah, like he was Busta's hype man, but he could, like, yeah, he could spit. Like I do remember um, speaking to Spliff Star. I do remember um, there was like. Uh, Pasta Cavassier two with P mm-hmm. Diddy and they had the Harlem Knights reference. Yeah, um, yeah, which which referenced the only good scene in that whole movie. You know, he shot my pinky toe off. Maybe we could do that for Halloween. We could dress up as those characters. Uh, I think I'll, 
I, I have an idea for a, for a Halloween uh, costume. I mentioned this to, to Carl a couple weeks ago. Is it a big sphincter? No. For you? No. No. <laughs> after, no. After it's not a big sphincter. Um, I want to dress as Candyman. Ooh, I I do like. Maybe we could be like iconic uh, black horror characters. Yeah. You cannot be Nick Fury again. Sorry. <laughs> I already did it. I'm good. Now. Yeah, you did it like eight times. I you, did it once. See, yeah, sure. No, I've only done it once. Yeah, it was well, but but at the same time, like, cause it, cause you you kind of remixed the costume a little. Cause that's had, what like, I did. But yeah, Fury, I remixed the costume, but and you had Sting. Sting. Yeah, but but yeah, I want to be. Undertaker. So, what Undertaker, other characters yeah. could there be? Cause like we have Candyman, and like obviously I've never said his name in the mirror five times. Thank you very yeah. much. Are, never. Are, are you aware that Candyman is fictional? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it don't. No. We are not doing it. Like, so are your hopes and dreams. But we God damn. <laughs> Candyman was. Re- that's why they remade it. Jordan Peele redid it, right? Well, he, he co-wrote the script. But, okay. Uh, Naya DaCosta directed it. He even okay. produced it too, It looked too, pretty right? good. I haven't I seen it, it yet. I know that it's out right now. It's a. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Where are they streaming it? Um, it's not. Is it on? It's Prime? on demand right now. But it's okay. not streaming anywhere yet. Yeah, it's still I in theaters. I, I thought no, it said in theater rental. Yeah, you can rent it. Um, okay, but you can't uh, like stream it for free yet. Oh uh, no, never for free. Yeah. What's for free? <laughs> Nothing. But uh, <laughs> you want to watch TV? Not free. <laughs> yeah. But I want to be a Candyman for Halloween. I want to have like a mirror. Uh, people have to, for, so people say my name five uh, times. Or you could just no. open up your jacket and it's a mirror. That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> I like yeah. that. So what, what do you want to do about the bees? Like, the bees? No, nah, I, I ain't gonna carry No, you bees. could just have little bees attached to you. I'll help yeah. you out with your costume. No worries. Yeah. I got you. You know you got paid like $1,000 for every bee sting? Yeah, he did. Tony Todd. Wow. Yep. I would take that. He plays the voice of Venom in the Spider-Man game. <laughs> oh, that's right. He does. Yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be fire. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. were there any other characters? Um, Let me see. For Black Horror. Um, see Tales this. from the Hood? Yeah, Tales from oh, the Hood. Oh, yeah, the Crypt Keeper. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Clarence Williams, the funeral director. Okay. Yep. okay. Didn't he just die? Yeah, he died, he died this year. Uh, what else was there? Like, I wasn't about, like, scary movies, like, scary black movies. I didn't like mm. that. Uh, like, uh, I know, like, I know, like, comic book characters. Like, there's Spawn, who's also inspired by horror. There's mm-hmm. Shadow Man. Um, no, I'm thinking, like, cult classic like culture classics like Candyman is one of them like Candyman's yeah. probably the top one yeah you know yeah Carl if you, if you can do a search on like black horror characters in yeah film, yeah they, 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 if they say Shaq I'm just gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh man any movie he was in <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shaq but Candyman is the one that I remember as a kid like yeah. still gives me nightmares to this day the original mm-hmm I can't um, mess with that. Like we have, uh, yeah. Who we got? Okay, you got Candyman, mm-hmm. Blackula, Blackula, <laughs> <laughs> Adelaide Wilson, aka Red, from uh, Us. Oh uh, yeah, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Dick Halloran, played by Scatman Crothers. Mr. Sims by Clarence Williams III. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, played by Dwayne Jones in uh, Night of the Living Dead. Ooh, okay. Uh, Poindexter Fool Williams, played by Brett Brandon Adams in um, The People Under the Stairs. 
Oh, okay. That movie got me. People Chris Washington the stairs. played by mm. Daniel Kaluuya, but he wasn't really the... Sugar Hill played by Marky Bay from Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill, that was a 70s film. It was, it was actually pretty cool. Cult classic. See, like, I think Candyman was, like, the only one. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like he was the one. Yeah, probably, yeah, he was the, mo- the mm-hmm. most iconic one. Most yeah. notable, yeah. Oh, yeah. Candyman yeah. gave a lot of people nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. I- he was worthy of a remake. <laughs> oh, yeah, he certainly was. And yes, I said his name in a mirror five times and nothing happened because I know it's. Are you real. sure? Yeah. You kind of act like you're dead inside. <laughs> I'm not. It's okay. You, can, you know what? I feel good. I, you know something? I couldn't do it. I was so scared. Because, like, anytime, like, I remember me and my brother watched it, and then my brother's standing outside the room and he's flicking the light and stuff. And I'm like, I saw somebody doing TikTok on that recently. I was like, ah, damn, yo, that was messing Yo, this poor girl, he just. He said, babe, come here, come here. What's that? Push her in. Push her in. Said it five times. Ran out the door. Just started flicking like she was freaking <laughs> out. Uh, grounds for divorce, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, candy man. Love it. Uh, also, uh, uh, 1999, September 28th, 22 years ago, <laughs> saw the debut album, a uh, uh, collaborative album of Method Man and Red Man. Oh, such a good oh, album. Blackout. Yeah, tear the roof off. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rockweiler. Yes. Rockweiler. Yeah. Oh. Shortest song in the shortest song in the album is the best mm-hmm. one. Yeah, Rockweiler. Yeah, yep. Sure is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no mm-hmm. wins in Mikasa. <laughs> you. Uh, that was a that was track. <laughs> yep. Fire in the hole. Didn't like how high come out not too long after this. Yeah, the movie did. It was so good. Oh, oh, see, see his face? He's already ready to spit oh. at me. <laughs> how high was good? How high? Like, uh, all right. Uh, I'll, what I'll, happens if they say no, stop? Because you know what they're going to be saying? No, no don't, don't stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> see, it was so good you could reference it. Uh, uh, listen, I listen. when I was a 17-year-old with no taste, I enjoyed that movie too. Yeah, with no taste. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I Carl, need to remove that stick Carl, from me. I am the least bougiest person y'all know. The lies you tell. The lies. I am the, the lies. I am the direct opposite of bougie. And you can ask anyone in the comments. Okay, what supermarket do you go to? Whole Foods. Okay. Trader All right. Then. Bougie. <laughs> Whole Foods has the best salads and salad dressings. Yeah, we know you like tossing those salads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> but, uh. But anyway, um, but anyway, um, anyway, fast forwarding <laughs> to uh, 18 years ago on September 16th, 2003, it saw the uh, uh, release of DMX's fifth album uh, and final he rest in peace yep, and final one on Def Jam when he was alive. Grand Champ. That album is amazing. Like I, it does not get the respect it deserves. Now, Grand Champ had some like it had some bangers on there, but goddamn, it had one of the most homophobic ass hip hop tracks that dropped at the time. Where the hood at? Where he's where he's in the first verse, he's railing against like Jaro. against you know against gay people. Like I'm like, dude, like goddamn, DMS, what the fuck is your problem? That sh- that like 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 even even that that shit was that shit was uncalled for back then in 03. But but. 
And hey, mind you, mind you, I, I I like DMX's music, but yo, you gotta call it, you gotta call shit when you see it. But but besides that, the rest I don't of the album. Thinking about all that the, stuff when yeah, I was listening. Yeah, of course you wouldn't, but because 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 you're kind of an asshole. But but you you. <laughs> But you know, but there were some other tr- other good tracks in there, like "Get It Get It On the Floor," of course. Did it get dark in here? Because all I'm feeling is shade. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, DMX. Uh, and, you know, speaking of DMX, his uh, his final album uh, came out recently, Exodus. I've been uh, hearing some good things about that. Yeah, it's got some great beats. Uh, like on, on Spotify, there's like the the regular album. There's like a, the instrumental version. Right. Yeah, and and the tracks are relatively short too. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was it's definitely worth a listen. Oh, that funeral. Yeah. Mm. Everything a black funeral called for. Mm. Indeed. Everything I don't want. Yep. Oof. Just toss me in the ocean. <laughs> That's, all I, <laughs> That's all I ask. I just want to be warm all the time. I don't want to be cold. <laughs> mm. Also, uh, also in the same year, September twenty third, two thousand three, saw the release of Outkast's double album and their fifth, Speaker Box. I know you like to think your shit don't stay. And the love below. Look a little, little bit closer, closer, see roses really smell like poo poo poo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that, that's a, that's a great album. Still holds up. Ghetto music, I like though. That didn't that one have the shake it. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Ma. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like the way you move with Big yep. Boy. Yeah. That was his sister-in-law. That yeah. was in the video. I was like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was stacked. Oh, she's stacked. Yep. Yeah, she she was she she was stacked. Oh yeah. Yeah, cakes cakes on cakes like cakes a bakery. On cakes. Yeah. No, fuck a bakery <laughs> where they make that flour. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> oh man. Also, uh, 17 years ago, on September uh, 17th, 2004, also saw the release of an underrated film at the time, which which I still think deserves more love, uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, um, starring Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie. Um, it was, I couldn't get into it. I actually never seen it. It's a it's a unique. It's, it's a, right there if you need to see it. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a unique uh, sci-fi. Re- it's a retro sci-fi film. It's like all CG uh, backgrounds. Right. Um, but it's it's done in a way and it's done in a style of like a '30s serial. It's it's definitely like worth steampunk, it. Right. Yeah, kind of like steampunk, um, but it, it was it was a very good film, um, and I think it deserved more praise at the time. I I couldn't get into it. It was like it was a slow burn, and I don't like stuff that is a slow burn. It just doesn't catch my attention at all. Kind of like Ratchet mm-hmm. was a, such a slow burn. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, also, in two thousand four, uh, September twenty first, saw the release of uh, two video games on the same day for the PlayStation Two. First was X Men Legends, an action RPG where you can play as any one of the X Men. And you can level up. You can like teams of four, and you uh you can level up their powers. You can as a and you fight Magneto and his forces. That was that's still a, still a fun game, and also one of my favorite games of that year, Def Jam oh Fight for New York. And listen, yes, it had a great roster of characters. Great it, it, roster, great soundtrack. <laughs> like that yep. was just that that was just a perfect game. Yeah, and it was like a combination of like Def Jam Vendetta's like wrestling engine, and then just combining it with like street fighting. Yep. And you can like you can develop, you can create a character that can blend different three types of like fighting styles. Yep. Yeah, and 
and, and the roster was great. Like it had Snoop, it had um, let me see, at Capone Noriega, Ludacris. Fat Joe. Um, fat Joe. F- fuck Fat Joe in this game. Yo, this... this okay, that was yo, pretty harsh. No, no. Fat Joe was cheap as fuck in this game, man. The, 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 I, I was stuck on him for a long time. I couldn't get past him for a long time. Because what I hate about Def Jam Fight for New York, one of the, the, the one flaw that, that's, that this game has was that it had difficulty spikes. So as you're going through the game... There are certain part, parts where it's, which are pretty easy, mm-hmm. but then it, but then suddenly when you run into different opponents, the game ratchets it up so it goes from a zero to ten, and you can't get past an opponent for like an hour. And Fat Joe was one of them. I actually did pretty fine. <laughs> like I played, I played the game. He's like, play against Fat. I think it was it was either you or Brian. Brian. He was like, play against Fat Joe, okay? And I just like beat him in one try. He was so pissed. He was so pissed. Yo, f- didn't even get a pedigree in. <laughs> Yo, yo, fuck Fat Joe. Is all is all I'm is all I'ma say. It's all I'ma say. Um, and then, yeah, that's right, show. And then they made Icon. Oh, I Def Jam Icon was trash. I didn't even buy it, bother to buy it. I played the demo and it was done. Yeah, the demo wow. said everything. Yeah. Oh. I don't play a lot of video games, but wow. If you're done with the demo, that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I will say that I do want to see a new Def Jam fighting game. Like you, you could you could use like the like the current current Def Jam roster and and a mix of the old from like years past. Like yeah, you can play like Pusha T, um, like Kendrick Lamar. I know he's not a Def Jam, but you can put non Def Jam artists in there like yeah, Kendrick they did Lamar. Yeah, like Kendrick Lamar, you can put him in there. Logic, um, who else? Lil Uzi Vert. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I don't want to play. I don't want. I don't want him in my. I don't want him in my video game. I don't want that generation in my video. What? Game. Who was that? Don't worry about it. Oh. Just, um, some of these rappers just have lots of consonants and it's just little yeah. <laughs> little pistol starter <laughs> soldier boy yeah. <laughs> I mean he did have a video game system that failed yeah had miserably a yeah he's a clown everything happens for a reason yep also in 2005 September 16th uh, one of Nicolas Cage's best films Lord of War. That is such a good movie. Yeah. That's a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage, he plays an arms dealer. And um, Ethan Hawke plays this, uh, this um, I think it's a CIA agent that's or DEA agent that's coming after him. And uh, like Nicholas Cage, he has a brother played by Jared Leto, and they're going around selling guns to like warlords. Yeah, it's very so underrated. This would be like more of like an action movie. No, it's more of a drama. Yeah, but but it's it's I don't but it's dramas like that. But it's really good. It is. Yeah. I'll add it to my list. Um, also, fast forwarding to 2010 on. Let me see. Wait, before you move on, wasn't this like loosely based on a true story? I don't. Th- I don't think it was. It, it, it may have been inspired by some real life arms dealers, but it wasn't directly directly based on anyone in particular. Um, but yeah, it, it's still an excellent film. Um, also, uh, uh, 11 years ago, fast forwarding on September 17th, 2010, uh, Ben Affleck's second directorial film, The Town, uh, which is a Boston, Boston, yep, Boston crime thriller starring Ben Affleck, uh, Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, uh, Blake Lively. Oh, this is a double feature, huh? Yep. Argo, which was his Oscar winning film in 2012. I'm just not like unless he's going back to like actual comedy, I can't fuck with Ben Affleck because he destroyed Batman. It wasn't his fault. It was um No, Zack it was Snyder. his fault. No, I disagree. 
It was him. No, I disagree because like he did the best with what he was given. But when Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, like his treatment of the Batman character was just way too grim, dark. And I was like, I was like, what are you doing? If if had Ben Affleck worked with a different director with a different script, he would have delivered something special. Ben Affleck never should have been Batman. I disagree. Never should have been Batman. You know something? The best thing that I saw him in as Batman was in Suicide Squad mm-hmm. when he was dead. He wasn't, That's, that was his best he cinematic wasn't, He wasn't spot. dead in Suicide Squad. I know that because what was it? One shot, single shot, Will Smith played him? Dead shot. Dead shot. He had a vision and he saw Ben Affleck as Batman dead. That was the only time Ben Affleck did Batman justice right there because he was fucking dead. I disagree. Oh, I don't. But um, trash. But uh, I will say um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is long, but I will say like that was where, uh, that was the that was a Batman that we should have gotten the first time. Um, that was an improvement over the original Justice League. Um, but yeah, it was. But yeah, um, but I will say like Ben Affleck as a director, like he's he's got chops. I, I do want to see what he does next. Um, if he does get back get back behind the camera. Yeah, that's um, where he needs to stay. Um, at this point if he's not doing a clerks or dogma or working with jay and silent bob they're gonna be at comic-con okay i never get to see them so i don't i think the last person i saw was the guy who played the phantom what was his name the phantom oh um billy zane yeah i met him Hmm. when i uh volunteered at comic-con okay yeah i think i'm all set with comic-con for a while yeah, you're not missing anything. If you've been to one, you've been to pretty much all yeah, of them. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if you go to the same toilet, you wipe your ass the same way, right? It's the same thing. <laughs> no hate on Comic-Con. I'm just saying that it's been the same experience, especially if you don't have the money to wait in these long-ass lines with all these fans and stuff like that. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. I loved volunteering. I like being more in the background versus yeah. actually being a fan of any of that. You know, like I like um, being able to get a discount on the like the pop, the pops and stuff like that and being mm. able to take pictures with other um cosplayers that's probably what comic-con needs to be like it should be cosplay con like yeah that's what people are going to see they're not going to see the celebrities because that's expensive oh yeah it's expensive mm-hmm. like just just to have like 30 seconds i'm good like yeah. i know carl likes to drop his money on that type of stuff you yeah, know I do. I'm you do just... get right on his knees for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. yeah, and plus, like, I'm not, I'm not big on like meeting celebrities. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not like starstruck or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it's like, even though we have press passes, for me, it's like I can take it or leave it as far as like go, interacting with celebrities. Right. And plus, like, and plus, and plus, you're right in that like Comic Con should might as well be cosplay con because that's really what the main that's attraction is. L- that's all it is. Like, who can be the best version of what the other universe is saying yeah you know can you perfect this character can you make this character better like i feel like cosplayers are really are what drawing people in because yeah. some people are coming to see because they they don't have time to wait in line to wait for all yeah. these celebrities and stuff so the cosplayer is about as close as you're gonna get yeah. like i will never meet black panther <laughs> i just <laughs> never will like rest in peace you know like chadwick boseman like like but still is like the fact that like you can meet somebody who's doing it a little better you know actually like the interviewing is fun and plus i got like finding you know meeting the artist meeting the artists and stuff Mm -hmm. and getting my comics graded and stuff it's yeah but what are you gonna do with all that they're making money off of you you know but 
if I wanted to, I could flip it. I can flip them when I get graded. And, and you're then, not going to. You're not that type of fan. Right. And I enjoy having them. Yeah. And that's great it's a, it's in all. But yeah. at the same time, that's not something you're going to be able to pass down to your kids. Because they're going to yeah. be broke because dad spent all the money on comics and meeting celebrities and stuff like that. Not really. Like that, you know, the meeting the celebrities and spot and the interviewing and stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like for me. But as far as no, like, like it's to each, the comics, it's to each I can pa- yeah, I am passing. Yeah. Mm. But I'm just saying that like Comic-Con has become more about spending money versus having an experience. And I feel like the experience yeah, should be what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Listen, Rikishi called me Ooze Show. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me have my let me have my fun. <laughs> and then finally, uh, last uh, retrospective here, uh, going back uh, eight years ago, on September seventeenth, twenty thirteen, saw the release of Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> um, which we I have had our the comments P- on it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we had our comments on it last week. Um, just uh, just some uh, quick facts about the game. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is the second best-selling video game of all time at 150 million units sold. Units sold worldwide, made six billion dollars worldwide, which also makes it the most financially successful entertainment product of all time. Um, for those who are curious, uh, Minecraft is actually the, the, the best-selling video game of all time with 238 million unit, units sold. I should know I had to buy it twice mm. for my kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, each yep. one had to have their own Minecraft? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can. I, I sympathize. <laughs> Do you but, really, though? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, that was this week's Stacked Codex Retrospective. Uh, let us know uh, what other uh, retrospectives you'd like to see for next week's episode and subsequent episodes. Uh, let us know in the comments as well as uh, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Um, it's always nice to go down the memory lane. Uh, we'll have more, uh, more uh, stuff to get into as the weeks roll on. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, Afton, once again, thank you so much for joining us no problem anytime i get to argue with you is a great experience <laughs> it, in, indeed it is hashtag blank man uh yeah um, hashtag media man yeah i, I, I will say- i'm get those comics okay <laughs> wait there's a blank man comic no not blank media man oh media man okay I mean, I, I mean, I will say, like, if, if I had a choice between uh, Blank Man and Meteor Man, I would choose Blank Man only because Blank Man, as far as we know, does not have a serial rapist in their cast. Oh, so that's about Jesus. it. Jesus. So that's about it. That's about it. Always got to take it. That's about it. But uh, but yeah, Carl. Um, please tell the good. Please tell the good people out there uh, where they can find our show. You can. Uh... <laughs> You can uh, listen to us on uh, iTunes. You can please leave us a five star review. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, am I missing any? I know I said SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I did say Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, we everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just Google Codex Prime, and you'll find us. Yep. Even on our social medias, uh, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. Just search us on YouTube, and you find us. Uh, obviously Facebook Live and we appreciate you for watching Twitter at Codex Prime Cast like Victor said email us at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com I'm into it for this shit (laughs) (laughs) you're the only one who can spit this you're the only one who can do it man (laughs) and uh, Afton uh, please tell the good people where they can find you I am mostly on Instagram at the cider hunter 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. There we go. There you have it, people. So once again, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Afton. Um, we will have you back on the show. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, and more cider hunts to come. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, uh, also thank you to everyone in the comments for uh, chiming in tonight. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron and Chris, um, uh, all I gotta say is, like I said, um, I challenge y'all to purchase both, both films on DVD, send them to my house and I will review them because I am, I will not spend my hard earned money on Blank Man and Meteor Man because you want to know something. Let me tell you something right now. Oh my God. Here we go. You can you can criticize me all you want to for not liking Blank Man and Meteor Man. That is fine. But you want to talk about quality black cinema, you come see me. You want to talk about Spike Lee? Let's talk about it. Ava DuVernay? Let's talk about it. Barry Jenkins? Let's talk about it. Jordan Peele? Let's talk about it. Quality black cinema from decades past, then, now, and forever. Blank Man and Meteor Man? Ha! No. <laughs> and with that... Um, and with that, uh, thank you all for watching and listening. And as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Bye. <laughs>